0: All right, friends, welcome to episode 10 of Cooking Up a Story with Aaron and Joe. We're in double digits. Yeah. Wow. wow. Great territory. Those being. four listeners are carrying us. That brother. one guy from India, Ooh. man, he's doing a hell of yeah, a job. Yeah, we got a listener from India. Yeah, anyways, this uh, episode is brought to you again by our good friends over at Bad Idea. Head on over there if you haven't. Give them a second. Go check them out. They've got some cool stuff from furniture, cooking equipment. Um, man, Joe, I tried their Fire Bee Honey. Yeah. And it's like a spicy honey, and it's phenomenal. Their fire beef jerky mm-hmm. is, it's some of the best. I really, really enjoy it. I call that jerky pocket meat. Pocket meat. You uh, can carry it in your pocket. They've got some of the best pocket meat. But, all right, head on over there. Use code word or uh, promo code cooking at checkout and save yourself 5%. Um, our guest today is Mark Gordon. This is uh, another one of Joe's buddies here. Um, Joe, you want to give him an introduction, or you want Mark to just take it away? Hell, I just want Mark to take it away. I mean, he is uh, any
1: man to do a photo shoot with a a fighting rooster underneath his armpit
0: can probably lead into this all by himself. He don't need any help from me. Just so the crowd knows, uh, Joe slapped this book down in front of me, and it's Mark's book. It's The Flatlanders, Redneck, Epicurus, cooking with mark gordon and friends and he's got a fighting rooster a glass of red wine some some
2: coveralls hey, he on. i think hey. that
0: epicurus is what you got like on your fingernails
2: yeah. oh that's cute you know it was? It was it was i was trying to explain <laughs> that to some folks they would say what does that mean and i said well it's and, and they're looking at me the way i look and i said well you see it's the juxtaposition of the two things, and they're thinking, I, I don't even think you used that word right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was that deal that they push back on your fingernails. Uh, How would you know? sounds like you've had a pedicure. I've deal. hung around. It's episode 10 of talking about pedicures <laughs> and shit. I've just about got this old fingernail deal figured out. So, uh, Mark, yes, tell sir. tell the four listeners, we got one in Texas, one in Indiana. I understand that we uh, we've got one in India. We've got one in India. And and a small village up by the Arctic Circle, we got a listener. So <laughs> these people are really I diverse. I want to talk to them, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're not sure it's actually <laughs> actually a person. It might be one of them bots. But tell the listeners why everybody should love you.
2: God, you know what? That's that's like taking a going for a job interview. Have you ever been on one of them where they say, uh, tell me all the things that you're so great at, and, and you're all ready for that. And then they say, well, tell me the stuff you really suck at.
3: Mm.
2: You know, that's it's, it's hard to come up with. We I, I don't some. know if anybody should love me, but they should, uh, I don't know. They should spend a minute with me. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't
3: know. laughs>
0: so so who is Mark Gordon? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, what you been up
2: to? Well, up here, uh, I'm known as the Flatlander. But uh, until I moved here, I didn't know there was such a thing. I, everywhere, you know. Everybody where I come from is a flatlander, and and uh, and explain
0: explain this from the guests because before this episode, Joe looks at me and goes, "You know what a flatlander is, don't you?" And I was like, "You'd kind
2: of have to know what geography, you know, the geography of this area up here." But anybody that is on the other side of the Black River is a flatlander, and that's you're out of the hills at that
0: point. Out of the hills, that's somebody that lives on flatland. When the
2: people, yeah, (laughs) when the people from Discovery Channel come here, they. They wrote in our contract they were so afraid that we were going to say something racist or or inappropriate or something about one of the groups that don't want to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I said, I said you do realize that they're calling me the Flatlander. I said that that's like bless your heart, that ain't a good thing. Said, <laughs> I, you know that's just <laughs> that's like being called one of the words with an initial in the front of it. That's
1: so uh... I said,
2: if they hate me, just where I'm from. So.
1: You know, Shane Lynn, his his boy Lawson that we're friends yeah. with, you know, anytime Lawson does something silly, Shane says that's because he's half Flatlander. Oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's derogatory, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's straight up mean. <laughs> uh, you know, I just took it and embraced it you know yeah when when i had my restaurant uh they were all calling me a, a flatlander so me and robin was sitting there and i said let's let's call it the highlander you know we're like the, the high-end flatlanders here They didn't yeah. get it in that <laughs>
1: so uh, a, a bunch of people want to know when i think me and aaron has talked about this before but Bentonville and where we're living here in northwest Arkansas is completely different than the rest of the state of Arkansas. It's for all kinds of reasons, uh, quantity of bicycles, uh, crazy artwork, uh, high end airplanes and electric vehicles. But it's also different that, you know, the Ozarks used to be a place that where whenever you moved there. You had to be completely vetted by the people before they would bring you in. oh absolutely and uh you know i I wonder about the folks now who are moving in from chicago and all across the country they they don't got a clue what it's like when you get past this northwest arkansas and you ease on into that Mm -hmm. that area of the country where where mark's at now let me tell you they're all kind people and i've made some great friends over there (laughs) but i come in with a guy that was already popular yeah now if you move to town like, Mark, who did you know when you moved to the Ozarks? Did you know anybody?
2: Crowbar Russell.
1: Crowbar Russell. Yeah, your
2: first job when you move here is to try to assimilate. Uh, had I not made friends, well, I was already friends with Crowbar, but it, had I not hung out with him and, and and got brought into the circle, I would still be uh, an outsider. You know, I see people that move here from the north, and they say, oh, I've been here 40 years, and I say, well, you still ain't from here, I promise you.
0: Yeah. Who, okay, he, explain who Crowbar Russell is. I think it's the
2: Crowbar large character. Russell was uh, – he, he was from here. He was an outlaw. He was one of the – probably one of the best storytellers to ever live. He had a story about everything. He had uh, – he started out with um, outdoor shows. Uh, he's Crowbar, on, and uh, Crowbar and Jason. Crowbar and Jason had uh, Ozark Outdoors, and Jason is a funny guy too. Hilarious but they started out with that on local TV and then they went to the hunt channel and outdoor channel and, and all the, you know, that whole circuit and they got pretty famous. Uh, Crowbar, you know, the the whole area here is it's a whole different place without him. This is one of them guys. If if you're a guy and you're known for, you know, cutting up and being funny, it's, I know, you know, this Joe, when you go someplace, it's kind of like working, even when it's not working because people expect you to, to to be what they think you're gonna be. Yeah. But with Crowbar, he was so naturally funny and gifted with storytelling. You could just sit down with him and, and it was, you know, it was ten times more funny with us just relaxed and mm-hmm. and having a good time. There was no work involved in it. He was a great guy. So and he was the star of the show that we had. And so you, then you he had, had a show attack. on on Discovery, right? Right. But before that he had all the hunting shows and then yeah. He brought okay. me in to do the cooking of the varmints. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: how yeah. That's how I love Mark. You, you know, anybody yeah. who will take the trash of the woods and turn it into a fine <laughs> meal I can admire and you uh, know
2: what? and put it in a book. I don't have a I don't have a cooking show anymore because uh, Crowbar was the only person on earth that would eat anything. <laughs> and a- you know, when he died, we had a guy who had caught a skunk and had de-glanded it. We was going to cook it on the show. Nobody wants to see us cooking, uh, you know, aubergine or or something <laughs> awesome. They want to see us cooking skunks and, and monkey buttholes. That's the only thing
3: they're
2: <laughs> interested in.
1: Have you ever cook, cooked a monkey butthole? I mean, I, I every year I get that uh, thing on Facebook where someone's selling like a, a case of, swine ass, swine ass. starfishes from the pig and uh, <laughs> I always imagine it as just being like flavorless hubba bubba it
2: would just be chewy man I, I reckon you put enough sauce on it Be good. Yeah. I went to that store y'all got up there that Asian store me and Robin did and I think they had everything in there but monkey buttholes I can tell you that you know it was
1: funny when we were walking around that store the other day the Asian tangs grocery uh no Aaron. we went into a really crappy one me and you but yeah. whenever uh me and me and my uh, work partner went inside tanks, we were looking there was pig hearts and pig tongues and mm-hmm. duck feet and whole duck heads you know and there was everything you could imagine and Damn. vienna sausages made out of fish <laughs> which is pretty nasty i imagine and <laughs> and there was so
2: you're a you talking about my freezer here at the house. <laughs>
1: There was a box up on the top shelf and it said parrots. Yeah. And she said what? Parrot. Parrots? Parrot like oh, the pirate man. bird and uh yeah. and Jeff said, "Jesus, they've got parrots in that box." I said, "Open it up, let's see." <laughs> and it was a uh parrot fish, which oh
3: yeah. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, so a parrotfish has big old teeth on it. Yeah, they're like coral eaters. Oh, like people I think teeth. I've seen yeah, it. yeah, it's got people yeah, teeth on the I think, front.
0: I think I've seen them.
1: So you know, I I watched Crowbar and Jason. I watched them noodle. I watched them. Uh, I was actually telling a story here a while back about when I watched the Crowbar and Jason episode, and they were fox hunting, mm-hmm. and he run
2: up on him.
1: Run yeah. ha- like four or five feet in front of him and i don't know if it was jason or crowbar that took the shot but it just wadded up this fox and the deal with foxes is is if you shoot one of them you're bound to shoot the second one mm. because yeah. they kind of pair up for a while yeah um they're uh they're good parents gotcha. <laughs> they'll hang out but yeah so if you shoot that first one the second one will be right around the corner so you hold tight and then you and you'll run across it But I watched this Crowbar and Jason show because it was a non-traditional style hunting Mm -hmm. as per TV. Yeah, Um, Whenever I seen it, it was shit like like I'd be doing, you Mm -hmm. know. But these guys brought the redneck side of fishing and hunting (laughs) to the masses. And so, you know, we were talking when Mark was in the green room there. Mm-hmm. about how most of these southern or redneck shows, they'll go ahead and print some words on the bottom of the screen so we know what the alligator hunter is doing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Or whatever. And, you know, it's just funny to me to watch that stuff because mm-hmm. a lot of times... I think the guy who's writing that verbiage on the bottom don't even know what the hell they're saying. Just oh, they, you know what I mean, they Mark? they had a
2: little girl with a clipboard that walked around, a little girl from India. And she would come up and she would ask she would ask us questions. She said, uh, Mr. Mark, I need to ask you, uh, what does what is that word you said, fixing? I said, fixing. She said, well, what does? how do you spell that? As hell, I don't even know. I, she said, what's it mean? He said, I'm about to do it. You know, I'm thinking to... You uh, were talking about too. Crowbar and them Them boys were showmen And and Jason still is He has a show It's not on full time But they knew their audience And they knew exactly why they were popular mm-hmm. Ranger Boat and a lot of companies like that Wanted to sponsor and give them boats But Crowbar said I I cannot You know have a show like this And be riding around in 2030's twenty thirty thousand dollar boat yeah. So he always had a leaking boat With, with <laughs> aluminum cans floating in the bottom of it and we were out there, and 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 there were some snakes out there. We was fishing one day. And we we were making a show. It was a cooking show, and Crowbar went over there and told Latisha to give him some aspirin, and he t- and he took some aspirin. I said, "Man, you sick?" He said, "No." He said, "This is gonna make me bleed." I said, "Make you bleed?" And then i watched for a minute and he had to go over and catch this old water snake and he let the snake bite him and after he ate the and he's bled real good and he's people gonna like that
3: oh I my gosh
1: oh man that's like wwf <laughs> yeah snake oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Snake <laughs> like, they, like them old boys used to use them razor blades on their forehead yeah. yeah you know
0: yeah
2: huh but i never seen either one of them eat a hot meal you know if we went any place to eat it wouldn't matter if if there was 20 kids you know that wanted to talk to him he'd sit there and let his food get cold and he'd take every picture and sign every autograph Every
1: great yeah. people so yeah. where did where did crowbars fame come from which
2: part of his life from being a bad guy or being... well all right <laughs> yeah, so i was, guess he was a wild man he was a wild man at one time and uh I didn't even realize how wild he was To the Discovery Channel set us down and wanted a list of our felonies. I felt like the biggest
3: puss in the world. It. <laughs> then it became a
2: bragging thing. Well, I got 27. Well, I got 14. You know. Oh, my God. Do
1: you know that in Texas, it's a felony to have more than seven dildos? Whoa. I heard that on a show the other day.
2: How'd they come up with a number like this?
1: Well, I, I don't know, but I would really feel bad if I was in the can and everybody's telling <laughs> war stories on what they did. I said, <laughs> my, <laughs> wife, my wife was lonely. She <laughs> had seven dildos while they searched her <laughs> house. <laughs> and I got 10 years. <laughs> oh and only God. three They're had batteries God. in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Robert, uh, she'll be pissed off, I'm
2: telling you. So I. I know she's gonna listen to him. I'm gonna tell you anyway. She went to this licky dicky party thing,
3: and them licky girls in there, dicky they
2: was—I don't know what they call it. it. Sounds like a good name for it. But they was uh, giving away door prize or whatever they call it for whoever. You know, it's like money. What money haul? If you got a paper clip, I'll give you a dollar or whatever. <laughs> but they started asking who's got a such and such, and the gals raising a hand. Rob's sitting over there. She's one of her friends, and she's being quiet. And they said. Anybody in the room got a bullet? And Robin says, why, hell, yeah. She's like yelling bingo. I got bullets. bullets." And the girl said, plural, bullets? She said, I got a whole effing purse full of bullets. And they went, holy shit. And she started pulling them out, and it was like 30-06 and two seventy, and 243. And she was so embarrassed. They was laughing there. She had no idea. (laughs) different kind of bullet they give her the prize anyway they give her some kind of tickler (laughs) They (laughs) give her a real bullet some sort of tickler (laughs) so
0: uh, uh,
1: we're uh, hey this crowbar back in the day i remember watching hell i watched a special of crowbar and and billy ray cyrus on there uh Ah. back when they were doing like the the hillbilly history or whatever on Mm -hmm. on uh, the History Channel. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, on the History Channel, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, so was, it was Crowbar got hit with the crowbar, or did he do the hitting?
2: You know, there was a whole bunch of stories about that, and people said, well, he just liked to whoop people with a crowbar. But I, I think it was just something because he was hard headed and tough that they called him Crowbar when he was little. His his uh, tool of choice was, uh, was a ball bat. And he told me he liked to keep that plastic sleeve and come on it, you know <laughs> just keep know. it clean yeah <laughs> keep it clean just wipe it down <laughs> but there was a lot of stories about that but. so
1: you know i i'd wrote down on our list of stuff to uh for aaron to ask one of the questions was is what was it about reality tv oh um reality tv is a scam <clears throat> well right? yeah and, and from my experience <laughs> in, <laughs> in film and reality tv you know, one day we hunted a dead squirrel for like two hours. and uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, we shot this dead squirrel in all kinds of angles. When we did Bizarre Foods mm-hmm. on the Travel Channel, uh, they wanted to crow hunt because that was right after Bobby Petrino had gotten his motorcycle wreck and their research had showed that people in Arkansas eat crow. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, poultry's like forty cents a pound. We don't we don't eat a lot of crow. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they didn't understand the terminology of eating crow. Yeah. And they don't
2: uh, understand much. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, they, they don't. And so just uh, looking
0: for a story. So
1: whenever whenever uh whenever we were filming it, so I've got I got uh Phyllis Spears to come in and cook crow for us. And that particular day, it was super foggy outside. There was no crows flying. We loaded up in the truck. They said, what does it take to shoot crows? I said, it takes a trip to Cabela's. And we loaded yeah. up. <laughs> and we went to Cabela's. And me and Joe Martinez grabbed a couple shopping carts. And we filled it through full of everything that we wanted. And none of it pertained to crows, you know. <laughs> and we spent, I don't know, a couple grand there at Cabela's. Oh, yeah, they're going to
2: pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Come back.
1: And... uh we come back and set up crow decoys and owls and we had coyote <laughs> calls and we were sitting in a double bull blind out there <laughs> and, and uh, finally Phyllis had brought her own crow and she brought a couple crows that weren't cleaned yet. Mm-hmm. So we would throw them up in the air and shoot them so it looked good on TV. Yeah, But we did, I mean, for three weeks we filmed a reality show one time that was supposed to be... Uh, the squirrel version of like Duck Dynasty, yeah, oh, but that'd be great. well, it it would have been, but we went through the whole woke version of this, and so it was. Um, oh yeah. it was. Uh, what what's those words that I'm looking for? That uh,
3: we can't say. No, no, <laughs> not those ones. I'll name oh, them for you. Um, what's
1: what is the deal, Aaron? You know these words. It's uh, inclusion, and what what's the other one? Oh, yeah, correct. Yeah, 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 but inclusion. What's the other one? Mm. Uh, all right so it's it's one of those deals to where yeah it's like a a wonderland type Mm -hmm. deal to where everybody's equal and all of this stuff that never It's never happened for it don't happen in dogs cats lizards nothing Mm -hmm. but they think because we got a thumb all of a sudden everybody could be equal that's just kind of crazy so anyways they had us going on a, a gay bicycle ride and, Aaron, you know how much I like riding bicycles. Yeah. And so. Uh, so they put spooky spokes, glow-in-the-dark stuff all Fat over the bike, And <laughs> wanted me to go ride, ride bikes with all these gay folks. And I didn't have no problem with them gay folks. I had a problem with that damn bicycle. I wasn't going to ride that bicycle. And they said, come on, just ride the bicycle a little bit. I said, if I ride it a little bit, I might as well ride it 10 miles. I ain't going <laughs> to ride that damn bicycle. Didn't do it. And then they wanted us to take a dude from India – and teach him how to shoot a gun. So I thought it'd be cooler if I taught him how to shoot a gun off a horse that had never had a gunshot. (laughs) (laughs) And that would have been good TV if they would have ran it. Uh But uh, So I imagine when you guys were filming Clash of the Ozarks, they probably force-fed a whole bunch of stuff that didn't have absolutely anything to do with your real life in it
2: we thought we was doing a hunting show to begin with Mm -hmm. to be honest and um then you know they had a little girl assigned to each of us that would uh she she kept a notebook on each person and had your clothes that you're wearing they film everything out of sequence Mm -hmm. so i would get an email or a call and the girl say i need you wear your green overalls and your white shirt and also bring your regular overalls and your brown shirt that sort of thing um yeah, we didn't we didn't really know what was going on and, and uh, until we watched it. You know, they filmed for six months and made six hours of show. And that's and then,
1: because of all that. Geez. You know, Aaron, they film countless hours of B-roll. Yeah. Oh, they, the
2: B-roll is what gets you in trouble. Yeah. you were and, talking about getting in trouble there with uh, the squirrel and what have you. On the beginning of that show, there's no deer hanging up there. It's got flies and maggots starting to light on him and all that and and he just busted up and terrible and people's writing in how terrible it was for we us to waste meat
1: and you'd never them, seen them, that deer had you
2: no them b-roll guys <laughs> went out and picked it up off the road and i said did you notice all of his legs was broke to pieces i said we wouldn't have wasted no meat oh, but if man. they could find an ugly dog or a snake or a fat girl or anything like that they go get a picture of it and it does
1: Did you say a fat girl or a snake? Because in the show that we were filming, I think we Both. had fat fat and girls <laughs> and snake. Fat girl. but, but a lot of this B roll, like when we were filming the show that uh, you know, we went we went through multiple stages, and you know about this, Mark. You they they start the pitch, right, and, and they start pitching it, and then you get to the sizzle stage to where they pitch the sizzle. Sure. And uh and so we went through everything and whenever I watched when I watched The Sizzle, the house that I lived in, I had never seen that house in my life. Oh, no. <laughs> It was really? the most ridiculous, oh, barefoot man. woman in the kitchen bullshit that you could imagine. Oh. And so when I contacted the producer, I said, listen, bro, I don't really care if we do one of these TV shows. I'm doing it to help you. And... I said, if you want to make it out to where we're barefoot in the kitchen and all this, I said, I'm out. Yeah, I said, yeah. you know, if you want to showcase the Ozarks for what it is, I, I said, right. you can drive around all day and not find this cast that you're looking for. It's make-believe. And, right. and I said, so here's here's the deal I'm going to give you. If you want to showcase a bunch of my buddies who are fathers and husbands, who are working their bones, you know, to where they ache. Uh, They're feeding their family. They're taking care of their community. And they're working hard every day. I said, I'm all in. I'll film whatever you want. But I said, if you want to drag me through the mud, I can do a little bit of dragging through the mud. Mm -hmm. But don't degrade the community I live in. Sure, sure. And, And, you know, Mark, when I first watched, I was pumped up to watch Clash in the Ozarks. (laughs) <laughs> I I I thought man cuz you know it's kind of like whenever you you, you see shark week starting to be advertised or that yeah. stupid you remember that stupid mermaid deal the discovery channel ran
2: oh yeah you watched all that bullshit <laughs> and made it up i was so excited i mean man. i
1: thought i'm like you mark i mean we got those same kind of brains and i was thinking shit they really they found, found a it, mermaid, like a mermaid. <laughs> you finally know? done it and then
0: they came out and told you it was all made up no,
1: they
2: never said yeah, it, like it was they, they never said, said it was tomatoes. made up them two A-holes in Georgia that, that had that <laughs> had that big foot in the cooler, in the in the big ice chest. Yeah. I went to work that morning and busted my buttons open i was working in memphis at the time and gave everybody i worked for the finger and i said i told everyone you some bitches was real." <laughs> and then about an hour later one of them boys pulled it up these guys was being ridiculed for making it up. oh hey. God. hey mark
1: there's a guy yeah. there's a guy up in northern new york he i don't know if he's still making youtube videos or not but there for a couple of weeks i was on this dude man he had these videos of Bigfoot mm. The and
2: taxidermist guy, the little creepy taxidermist dude.
1: Uh, the dude. He, he had The he, head he, and the feet. And yeah, all that. and he trained yeah. dogs and whatnot. And <laughs> he, had yeah, like yeah, a yeah. raven inside yeah. there. And a, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> you watched that guy? Yeah, he got, the, <laughs> he got the dog man now. I watched one other night. <laughs> did you see? This son <laughs> bitch pulls
1: out Bigfoot's pecker out of the deep breeze. <laughs> <deep laughs> no Mark, did you see that?
2: Yeah, <laughs> no way. Yeah, he did. But you know what? When he pulled that foot
1: out, it was real, man. This son <laughs> bitch. <laughs> he had to get a side job At a Mexican store Making pinatas or something Cause he The story Mark correct me Whenever I go off track On this deal But it was like His dad and uncle Had went out And they had killed one And uh, They brought it back Put it in the freezer And was offered his, Hey You gotta watch these videos Boy So they They'd, they'd been offered All kinds of money For this deal and, uh, first he pulls out the head
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and the lips are on there all sideways <laughs> to where <laughs> <Monkey tea>. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he runs with the head for like six episodes Oh my! and, God. and then he whoops out the foot, you know, cause that's, that's the money shot. Uh-huh. Cause it could be anything yeah. <laughs> with that head. <laughs> mm-hmm. He whoops, out, he whoops out the feet and you think, shit, dude, this guy really got the big foot. <laughs> Yeah. And then one day he thaws out the Bigfoot pecker.
2: <laughs> but his his Bigfoot was Hebrew, man. That
1: boy been, that boy been circumcised already, and
2: sophisticated shit right there, Now,
1: Hey, Mark, you remember, you, you, I know you're this guy. I don't know. I'll ask Aaron if he was this guy, too. But you remember years ago? Nah, I don't think Aaron will, will be there. Years ago, there was that, Uh, A.M. radio show after midnight, Mm. and it was a call-in show, and they would have, like, UFOs, Bigfoot sightings, all of this, and it ran from midnight until, like, 4 in the morning, Mm -hmm. and truck drivers from coast to coast, north to south would be on this deal, and one night I was driving down to Texas for something, and uh, I'm just about Texacana, and I'm listening to this show about Bigfoot and they had the world leader of Bigfoot on there and uh, the, a, yeah this guy was like what he, a title. he was the world leader of Bigfoot and uh, they were taking calls and this one truck driver called and a cab over Pete with the reefer on and a Jimmy hauling logs <laughs> or something and, and uh, he says yeah you think you're an expert the guy said yeah I'm the leading world expert on Bigfoot <laughs> Oh, you think you're an expert, he said. Then you know what's different about the Bigfoots down in South Arkansas. Uh And without any hesitation, the Bigfoot expert says they've got six toes on each foot holy shit and this guy oh, says this guy says you know you're big oh my <laughs> god <laughs> and yeah. hey and i'm in south arkansas mm-hmm. damn near texas right and i start looking around for an old six toe <laughs> on, e- on oh, each yeah. shoulder there but uh you ever seen a bigfoot up there around izzard county or anything
2: no but here's what i'm gonna tell you there's some boys up here that some old they, these people up here beautiful people but they're a little bit clannish and they don't want to talk about anything that's going to make them uh look bad or embarrassed intentionally mm-hmm. but there's a couple of old boys at crowbar and the crowbar had a had an incident up here on nine mile ridge and then there was a couple of old guys over there by the helipad whatever you call it where, the,
0: where they
2: come get yeah helipad, and uh there had been several instances where people had seen stuff, and I got old buddy up there, James Tubbs, and he was raising hogs, and he's he knows I'm a bigfoot guy. He said, "Man, you got to come up here. You ain't gonna believe this shit." And I said, "What?" And he said, uh, "You know, I get all my food left over from the hoo-ha. It's really called uh, ha-hoo, but I think hoo-ha sounds better." But uh, he gets all the rice and shit that's left over off the buffet, and he puts in these five-gallon buckets, and he feeds he mixes it with hog feed and feeds his pigs. When he come up here one day, I mean, he called me to come over here and look, and all the lids was off of these five-gallon buckets, and the food was gone. And there was some big feet print around there. Wasn't no teeth mark on the lids. I said, hell, I can't get them off with a with a big old screwdriver or pipe wrench. And it couldn't have been nothing but a Bigfoot, and it had big old prints out there. I hadn't seen one myself, but I know some boys around rural Arkansas, down there by Stuttgart. Uh, you know, kind of fellas that wouldn't lie, you know, really religious upstanding guys that that said they had seen them. You know, there's, I think the average guy, even though we've hunted fish our whole life, I don't hardly ever get off of some type of road more than a half a mile. So, Bigfoot could be just past that. I wouldn't know it. Yeah, I've always thought them Anything Bigfoots lived live. at
1: five-eighths of a mile off the dirt road. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <man>. Yeah. <laughs> I, There's uh, hundreds
2: of thousands of acres out there. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. let me think about proper names on this deal. All right, so I have a guy, and I don't know, Mark, I may have told you this one about Bigfoot, but I know a guy named Calvin. And Calvin lives in British Columbia, and he's uh, one of Canada's biggest fur buyers. Mm. This guy carries nearly $100,000 cold green cash with him everywhere he goes. Because the phone mi- the phone might, might ring, and he might have to buy something. And oh you my. might say, what costs 100000 Well, he may need to buy a polar bear, a Norwalk, uh, something. Mm-hmm. And so he'll fly wherever he has to fly and buy it off of the natives up in Alaska and the Arctic. So we were sitting out here in the backyard one evening, Calvin from British Columbia. I know that sounds weird, mm-hmm. but we had Calvin, we had an Australian chick, a dude from Louisiana named Gator, a Mexican from Hiawassee, Arkansas, <laughs> oh, oh man. and uh, some random people. And I know one of one of our four listeners will remember this story.
3: <laughs>
1: Calvin was really quiet. Mm-hmm. He was listening to everything. We uh, we had John O'Dell in the backyard, and he's the only man to ever shoot every North American squirrel. Made the cover of Outdoor Life. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so uh, everybody had told their story, and I said, Calvin, you got any stories? No, I don't have nothing. I said, come on, Calvin, you got a story. And he says, y'all want to hear about Bigfoot? Uh-huh. Hell yes. <laughs> And so Calvin tells me, and I've never told you this, Aaron, but Calvin tells about how the trappers working a wolf line up in Canada, Mm -hmm. they desperately needed the support of the old Sasquatch, the Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Because the Bigfoot would go and he'd kind of, ensure that the only thing that was hitting that trap line was the wolves. He'd run off everything else because I didn't know it at the time. Now I'm kind of an expert. (laughs) Bigfoots love eating wolf. They love wolf. They love eating wolf. And uh, this particular day, these trappers went up to their wolf line and they had caught a baby Bigfoot in it. And Calvin reminded us that a baby Bigfoot, I mean, these things, if there is such a thing, they're going to be... Don't
2: ruin the story, Joe. Keep talking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> these things
1: are a baby Bigfoot. Six foot. No. Aaron, this is going to blow your mind. You never thought of this. Toddler. this It's a toddler. So your paradigm tells you that a Bigfoot is always just standing up or walking.
3: hmm
1: No, a baby Bigfoot has to crawl.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You knew this? No, fuck no. I don't know <laughs> okay. shit about Bigfoot. So, a baby Bigfoot has to crawl because it's just a baby. A baby. Mm-hmm. So, baby Bigfoot crawls up in the trap, gets hung up, and for some reason, the full-grown Bigfoots couldn't get it out of there, and the old baby Bigfoot died in the trap.
3: Mm.
1: And so, when the wolf trappers come up, they found this baby Bigfoot, and they're like, holy shit, we done got us a baby Bigfoot. <laughs> they grab the baby Bigfoot. And just like, what was that Disney show with the Bigfoot? The Harry and the Hendersons? Mm -hmm. Harry and the Hendersons. Just like Harry and the Hendersons, the Bigfoot familia comes out of the woods. And they're crying. And so he goes to hand off the baby Bigfoot to the family. And they just turn and walk away. So what does he do? The same thing. Even, there's Canadian rednecks. He takes the Bigfoot, brings it back, and throws it in the freezer. Oh, my God. To this, well... Per four or five years ago, mm-hmm. that's when I seen Calvin. The Bigfoot was still in the freezer. I said, "Shit!" I dude, you, you were
2: supposed to put me on the phone with that guy. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole reason I'm here, folks. I know this story. I I would offer
1: Calvin ten thousand green cash dollars to go. Yeah, to have it because you know, it wasn't that long ago twenty twenty five years ago. You could be driving around and in a parking lot of like a Harps grocery or an IGA, there'd be a fifty three foot trailer and inside of it would be a stuffed shark, the world's largest. There would be an alligator in there, some stuffed snakes, whatever. Mm-hmm. You give them a buck. You you ever go into one of those deals, Mark, where they'd have that?
2: I'm, I'm listening real intently because I think you things talk about the frozen Bigfoot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, supposedly. Is that what you things say? No,
1: I just thought that
2: if I owned the They Big- brought him to Memphis, son. They brought him <laughs> He's up under ice. If I, I've seen him twice. He disappeared. They went around. You went in a trailer. You paid two or three dollars. Went up in there, and he froze up in some ice. He had his hand up, like "Don't shoot me again." He was shot in the eye, and he was shot in the chest, and his Peter. Everything was right there for everybody to
3: see. Yeah,
1: that's the same one they had down. That's the same one they bring to all of them riots. They got the the hands up, don't shoot. Yeah, the yeah. Same, the same. that's what he looked like. <laughs> that's awesome but no he weren't he weren't <laughs> about six foot though <laughs> yeah that's about the size of most of those ones his feet
2: wasn't as big as that guy y'all had on that show i promise you.
1: Uh, <laughs> jamie cooley man the, the damn the most amazing feet out of anybody we've ever talked to he, he left a mark <laughs> jamie sent me a message uh on the fourth of july i was crossing the norfolk dam coming home and i got a message from jamie And it said, only scared of two things, clowns (laughs) and amputees. (laughs) (laughs) And he sent me a picture of this person that we know via Facebook. And every holiday, they decorate the old stump, the amputee stump there. And they had it dressed up for the 4th of July with a Freedom Hat, some rouge. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it kind of looks like some sort of tomato worm. <laughs> it's is what, is what it looks like. Uh, I got a question always for
2: always a story. Whenever I see somebody with a missing finger, missing foot, or leg, whatever, I'm one of them a-holes that go up and say, hey, man, where where your arm go? Because I promise you, there's a, every effing one of them is a story, man. Do you... There's a story behind every one of them
1: but you know the aura around them stories is never a pretty color it's uh it's it's one of those deals to where you know the skill saw went bad yeah (laughs) or that damn pto shaft got in my way uh (laughs) so when jamie was telling this story this is funny he says you know that woman she was she's about five foot one weighed about 360 she went to the doctor and they told her she was diabetic. <laughs> he says, fuck, I could have told her she was diabetic. <laughs>
3: yeah, <without even>
1: a... <laughs> she oh, wouldn't have even had a copay.
3: <laughs> and, oh, I, shit.
1: and I think she stepped on some sort of sharp rock or an old busted walnut shell out there, and, and infection caught her. And now she's got that stub she dresses up for the holidays.
2: That is awesome. Way to make the best service. Dude, I had an old aunt named aunt Mamie. <laughs> And she was mean, God rest her terrible soul, but she was, uh, when they first, she was old country gal and she'd keep us when we were little, when they first come out with disposals, Uncle Fred put one up in her house and she dropped a, one of them tiny tomatoes up in there or something and reached in and, hit, <laughs> and hit. it knocked the tip off of all three of her fingers. Her four fingers was all the same length, man. All
1: to the first knuckle.
2: Oh Yeah. <laughs> She reached right in there after that Tommy toe and was wishing she would not
1: <laughs> thinking, Somebody's gotta put that son bitch in reverse. <laughs> you know. They're coming
2: <laughs> just I bought <laughs> a penny in that some to stop. <laughs> uh,
1: you-, you ever installed one of these, Aaron? A uh, Gerber's yeah. Bull why don't they just knock that one deal out of the side of that son of a bitch so oh. you don't have the house flood? <laughs> <Yeah. plugged>? Everybody, <laughs> there's a knockout on the side mm-hmm. for the one bastard all in America who don't have a dishwasher. And if you don't <laughs> knock this deal out, your whole damn house floods. your old lady calls, thinks oh, yeah. you an idiot because you couldn't put in this thing after you'd been laying in some sort of gymnastic pose underneath oh, the damn the sink
2: god well, i ain't made for underneath the sink <laughs> me,
1: me neither. me man. neither what about this this is oh, i mean our topics haven't we haven't even hit them i, I yet. love it but one of the most haunting things you know jamie said clowns and amputees if i really think about what's gonna haunt me it's pulling out. Mark posted a picture of all of his ladies the other day on the Facebook, and I seen it. And, you know, I thought, boy, what a beautiful family. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, Jesus Christ, do you know how long the hairball is inside oh, that shower man. drain? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like a squirrel, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that thing
2: they a, make a special tool for it Rob yeah. you got it for me You got to pull it out but nobody tell, then you gotta throw it so much away cause if you don't you gotta pick that squirrel off of that <laughs> thing.
1: squirrel shit it's I'm custom. dealing with an anaconda this deal uh, I go to tugging on it and it's full of pumice oh. it's got like 20 mule team borax wrapped around you know them <laughs> women use all it's kinds
2: not. Of, yeah, it's snot my it. girls is clean where does all that slimy snot come from
3: yeah <laughs> (laughs)
1: it's all them shower products they use like you know my daughter i went in there one day and it looked like some bird had been eating mulberries or something there was purple (laughs) shit all over the place and you know one thing the key to having a happy home is having multiple bathrooms yeah because when you go inside that all-woman bathroom you will slip and fall flat on your ass (laughs) because a man gets in the shower to take the oil off of him. <laughs> A woman will get in the shower to put that shit on her. And, you know, if I was to put oil on me, it'd be like I'd put rain all over my whole damn body. And uh, I just don't feel clean. You know, yeah, yeah. You remember that, Mark? You remember that old lava soap back in the day?
2: Oh hell yeah, that's good stuff, man. Bo- <laughs> always look dirty sitting you see it on the edge of the counter. Looks <laughs> look like somebody rubbed it on their butthole. This son of a bitch. This
1: lava had like nine hundred grit sandpaper inside of it. <laughs> And they
2: don't make it no more
1: I shit I think that COVID knocked it out because it was taking away all your protective layers
3: see
2: that would have killed gold right
1: there <laughs> this damn soap I ain't shitting you it was like or is it a pumice stone is that what it's called that yeah. thing you knock the callus off your foot with it's
2: got sand in there. or something <laughs> this son of a bitch
1: had like fines from the rock quarry <laughs> <laughs> inside of it and you'd go it don't matter what you got on you You take that lava and you could give it about three whoop whoops up your arm. (laughs) <laughs> and it'd take off the first layer of skin and anything that was involved with it.
2: <laughs> You're <laughs> a tattoo off. <laughs> Listen, if they still had that, all
3: these
2: all these gals walking around would have flip flop ready feet, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd
1: knock a tattoo clean up. Yeah. We ought to quit using it. Aaron, you ought to do a quick Amazon search and see if we could still purchase a, a bar of lava
2: soap. Lava soap. Lava soap. It ain't good unless it's got black stuff on it. <laughs> It. Be snotty on one side and crack on the other. What was the soap
1: that floated in the bathtub?
2: Life boy. No, nah, was it Life boy? I thought. I think it was. Or thought, ivory soap. One of them. It was Ivory. ivory float.
1: No Dove. Maybe.
2: That uh, may be Ivory.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You ever use any soap for catfish bait?
2: I have not. It's for sale. I've used every other thing on the planet. How,
0: how much does a bar of lava go for right now? Oh, uh, 3 dollars at Walmart.
1: Value pack. Two for Oh,
3: shit.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's been out of my life for a long time. Someone they told
2: me they didn't make it no more when I asked for it.
1: Boy, <laughs> if you were real good, you'd go in to the shop and they'd have that big old squish deal the fast oh, yeah, orange. Or you
2: squirt sand in your hand The
1: fast orange Fast orange is good, it ain't nothing like lava Fast orange Ooh. has citrus juices inside of it Oh, there it is Yeah, so you take the lava right next to that big plastic shop sink That was mm-hmm. all dirty Mm-hmm and you'd get you about one squish of that, and you could knock the grease <laughs> all the way off up to the elbow, <laughs> and then you'd grab them good Scott towels, the mm-hmm. blue ones. Mm-hmm.
2: Boy. Oh, I got some oh, of them. Oh yeah,
0: my dad's a he's a machinist, so I'd Scott towels been around it. I think that not the lava soap though, big orange I, is
1: what he had. If your dad's a machinist, he's <laughs> been around the lava soap. He probably he's has. Yeah. He
2: probably has. You know what? Girls won't use that though, but. But my gal's got a different soap for every body part and every special good. <laughs> <laughs> they got different soaps, and then when they soap it up, then they put the lotion on it, and then they got some lotion soap and some oil soap
1: and
3: some <laughs> Joe and some that.
1: Hey, you know, we've talked on this podcast about my special toilet with the Swash 1000 bidet, mm. and, <laughs> and if I'm away from it, or before I even had it, That's the only way to clean the butthole was to use some of that fancy woman soap inside the shower. And so I've cleaned my butt with like kiwis and almond. I've cleaned it with with hair and tail or mane and tail or whatever they had in there. The people who invent shampoo ingredients, like you can mix any two, like a nut and a fruit. Mm -hmm. Women will buy it to wash their hands. oh yeah
2: they's making shit up <laughs> <laughs> macadamia raspberry <laughs> uh. hey look here you're talking about that today? did you ever see that commercial that was on facebook for a while where they have that delicious peach and they put some of that hazelnut stuff on there and yeah. they put it up to that that butt washing thing and it just it just blasts that that so, I mean that uh. You
1: can knock the fur right off a of peach.
2: That fake poo off there. Well, here's why I was sitting there with one night, and I said, you know, that's all good, but where in the hell's that poo go? I said that would be all over your twig and berries if it got that kind
1: of blast on it. We call it orange peel.
2: It's a it's a
1: form it's a form of texture. Not like when you go to the Mexican restaurant and it looks like an uh, an adobe hut inside there. This is just like a light light texture. A level three finish. Level three on that. <laughs> hey, I don't know if I should even tell this, but since we're talking about women and buttholes and pooping, and it always
2: goes buttholes and balls. <laughs> says.
1: I got this buddy of mine, who we won't name, but we went and picked him up one morning early to go fishing, and we're driving down the road, and he said, "Boys, I had a nightmare last night." I said yeah what happened He said man I was having a dream That my guts were boiling real bad And he says I went into the bathroom I sat on the toilet Had the flying axe handles He said shit was just going everywhere (laughs) (laughs) And uh, He said I woke up and I had spackled Bonnie's backstrap.
2: Oh <laughs> my god! <David. laughs>
1: so he had accidentally, in, shit, his, dream, in his dream, he was shit in sh- sleep. Yeah, he <laughs> shit all over his old lady's back while he was sleeping. So we said, "What did you do?" He says, "Hell, I put the blanket back over so she think she did it." <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Let me tell you, when this airs, my wife just turned this shit off right about now. Yeah, so we it don't went the buttholes and Duke. So we
1: we went we went out fishing all day, and his phone never rang or nothing. <laughs> the next day, I called him. I said, "Man, how'd that deal work out?" He said, "Dude, I got home, the sheets were changed, Bonnie had done cooked in He said, "She thought she had shit herself."
2: <laughs> yeah yeah Uh, Yeah, when when folks used to catch the crabs if they didn't say nothing about it the people wouldn't know if they had them or somebody else yeah yeah so where
1: were we before we got all disturbed oh it
2: always goes there that was
1: great i Um, think mark's calling us from
0: his sound booth yeah, he's sitting in the
1: truck. <laughs> yeah, I, take a I got
2: this AC on. I said, listen, man, I didn't know it was going to be like I shaved. And oh, you on. look man, good. No, from and... all... Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah from I wish here... people could see me. <laughs> from <laughs> from from here, you look great. By the way, I'm not fat since y'all can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm spilt. Hey, you know, the other, <laughs> the, other, the other
0: day,
1: well, when we were in Alaska, we had uh, a couple guys that was getting seasick. And I had bought some patches just to give out to people just so they want to get seasick. And I was reading the box. And, you know, those patches go right behind your ear. Mm. But what I didn't know is you could also stick them on your navel.
2: Mm. Why?
1: Supposedly, you could stick it on your navel and it'll do the same thing. In the hole
2: or cover the hole?
1: Well... So I thought, shit, I'm here to party. So I stuck one over, <laughs> over my old navel. And when I pulled it out, it had a caterpillar on it. <laughs> a sweatshirt caterpillar? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of uh, gray and navy blue. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: oh. ever one,
1: that old belly button on a full-grown man? I'm saying one that wears extra large or better. That son of a bitch is like a set of
2: sheep shears. (laughs) (laughs) It catches everything. You got to pour that boy full of uh, peroxide every now and then. Boy, you know
1: what? We always talk about have you ever seen your butthole? I don't even know what's in my damn belly button.
3: <laughs> there was one time <laughs> I put
1: my pinky in there and I touched some sort of nerve ending, and it was like I had touched a damn barbed wire electric oh, fence or something. Just shopped it. Yeah, you've in
3: sh- yeah, yes, you been
1: inside that deal, Mark. <laughs> yeah.
3: Bottom.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big boy, man. I'm about an inch and a half up in there. <laughs> you put a golf ball in that center. Yeah, me. I felt nasty just going up in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking. It's almost like it needs its own channel. When you mm. stick your finger <laughs> inside you, you ever stick your finger in your belly button? Yes, do you, how do you clean yeah. that? Dude? Mine's not a cave. <laughs> Mine is. That sonbitch. It kind of looks like a. Uh, it's almost whistling, like a half. Like a... <laughs> I got a half a dozen dimes in mine, just in I need to make the toll,
2: man. <laughs> got to pay the toll.
1: Mark's belly button looks like he works at Sonic. <laughs> He's just handing out change with that there. Yeah, I just, I
3: just paint your roll, y'all. You're changing.
1: You <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh,
0: Tell me about when you go in your belly button, Aaron. <clears throat> mine, <laughs> if I wear a cotton shirt, 100%, it's full lint. I've got a hairy chest, and it's like the lint collector. I mean, my chest hair rubs my shirt all day, and it just funnels itself. You think there's a magnet in there? There's something in there. <laughs> there's they, something. There's always a little lint ball in my belly button. I, uh, I mean, I got a hairy chest.
1: So. Yeah, no, my wife
0: doesn't listen. She ain't one of our four listeners.
1: But yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: I've been with a couple women in my life. Yeah,
3: what?
1: And uh, <laughs> I ain't never. Like, I've been all over that woman. Even to my wife, I've been all around her. Yeah, oh, Damn near all around her. There's certain places I still ain't seen after 25 years. <laughs> I don't believe it. No, I swear to God. <laughs> like, well, one time when she was asleep and the moon was full. <laughs>
2: you got
3: the flashlight out. <laughs>
1: I had that cell phone working. <laughs>
3: but,
1: uh, I ain't never seen a woman with lint in her old belly button. Do they collect
2: it? I ain't neither.
0: I think it's a hair thing.
2: I think, I think one of them special soaps they they do with that yeah, <laughs> It just falls out. It's, they put that one of them soaps, soaps is a there. belly button soap. I think belly <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> yeah. button. I, I mean, I'm super curious now. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. You know, Jamie Cooley sent me a deal on the Fourth of July that he said he had found a website that he was going to send in some pictures of his feet. And, and see if they would accept him because there's foot models out there that's making $250,000 a year off selling pictures of their feet. Man. And so that deal's already With probably... good feet,
2: yeah. Well,
1: he was going to go for the dominatrix feet, you yeah. know, because he said that he's got a... a the ogre feet? Oh, what do you call it? Uh, double arches. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you were to stick a, a Play-Doh foot on top of a camelback. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh, He's my. got peaks and valleys yeah. in his heel. But maybe and there's be an opportunity. a oppor-
2: Bigfoot model on walk in mud and we make cash, we'll make money. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. I'm thinking there's probably an opportunity for us to just start bellybutton.com. I mean,
0: I've got some decent-looking feet here. We could... Uh bellybutton.com yeah we just
1: started oh nasty ass belly button hey, whatever it takes Belly button, be feed, we
3: can pay yeah. for this podcast uh, yeah this <laughs>
1: hey look at this one here it's got a maple bar in it
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> all right so we uh, uh, you uh, can make a little calm for it i got a friend old joe vernon we was in high school he came up with that idea when we was in high school to make a belly button lint brush. Button. And he said, What's We'll it? be millionaires.
1: It looks like that little brush that comes with a pair of Oscar razors. Like a, hair oh, trimmers. It's
2: like one of them mascara things that the gals use oh, around yeah. <laughs> in there oh, break that, break that <laughs> hair out of the bottom of the uh, shower thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's twist it and come out.
1: But you know, my dad one time when I was little, I'd say I was he's not one of our four listeners. So my he's, dad we were we were at a, a fish camp, I think we were fishing and had a bunch of old old guys my dad's age sitting around the fire and they said, Wendell, tell us about my dad's name is well, my dad's name is Steve, but he thought that was a nerd name, mm. so he went by his middle name of Wendell. Mm. They said Wendell What? Yeah, he thought Steve <laughs> He thought Steve was a nerd name. So he went Dang by him, Steve. <laughs> So he went by Wendell. He still goes by Wendell. My dad's alive. He might might listen to him. I think my dad's in India. Good for him. Tell him I said, I'm sure he's a
2: fine man and bless his heart. So
1: anyways, (laughs) they said, Wendell, tell us about when you used to trade them (laughs) possums. My mom may be listening to this. She's in India, too. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So he used to trade them for stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And the way that my old man would catch them possums is he'd take a green branch, a branch probably a half inch in diameter, or mm-hmm. maybe bigger, maybe like your pinky, and it would be green, soft, and he'd take his pocket knife, and he'd whittle in some barbs up from the base of that yep. stick up about four inches. Mm-hmm. And then you'd ease on up to a hollow log. He'd shove that stick in there, and you would feel something kind of squishy. Well, then you go to twisting, and those barbs will wrap around that possum fur, mm. and you could pull this possum out of that log, and guess what? They ain't happy when they come out of there. Yeah. <laughs> no. And uh, so when you were talking about your invention of the belly button brush. <laughs>
3: That's
0: what it
1: reminds
2: you of?
3: <laughs> it's It was an <laughs> yeah, age-old deal. I mean, yeah. deal. Hell, I mean it works. It, it works.
1: My old man caught possums the same way as and Mark's that Stick cat. can catch
2: nearby about <laughs> anything. <baby>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thing. My dad said they did that to rabbits and stuff. He, said he didn't want to accidentally pull a skunk out. Yeah,
1: you get an old stinky on the end of your stick. By God, that's trouble. Yep, Ooh, would yep. be a bad day. All right, ask one a, in the stink. <laughs> ask a
0: question. <laughs> all right, Mark. Here we go. Uh, all right, <clears throat> secrets of a good meal. You got your cookbook here. Let's hear some secrets and, and you're cooking. You'll cook anything. It
2: sounds like. I cook just a bit. You know what? The, the proper thing is, uh, I, I think, um, well, one thing I said in the book here, if, if we picked our allies and our enemies by their cuisine, the world would be upside down right now. Yeah. And, and yeah. what, uh, out of necessity and curiosity, I think, uh, Poor people are the best cooks on the planet because they have figured out how to make something good out of, I mean, where I come mm-hmm. from, we eat chitlins and neck bones and pig feet and hog ears and everything, and they taste good. But the people know how to season, mm-hmm. and and like the boys at Townsend, you know, you don't know how to cook, go over there. I don't care if you're eating ramen noodles. Yeah. Get you one of them good seasons, put on there. It, the whole thing is experiment and figure out what you like. That's the yeah. whole deal. so So in anything if you've got the right seasoning on it you can make anything taste good the cajuns have done that you know the redfish that black and redfish a superb meal but if you ever tried to eat redfish by itself it's not awesome
1: hmm. no it's it's you know i I always always kind of think how people go out and catch freshwater drum here in the ozarks and it's trash fish yeah and they'll go to louisiana and they'll put them drum in the box like it's nobody's business, you know. And it's oh, yeah. it's the same fish. Uh, matter of fact, the freshwater drum is probably cleaner. But, but out yet,
2: of this cold water where I live, it's good. When I first come up here, everybody was talking about. I threw a big one back, and they said, "Well, why you throw that back?" And I said, "It's a nasty drum." And they said, "No, we eat them here when where we come from in old muddy water down the bottoms. We cut them rocks out there and throw them back over the side." Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd collect them rocks in their head. But when I yeah. ate them out of this cold water, they were delicious. Yeah, they were you, good.
1: You know, when you were preaching there a second ago about how we got everything backwards on people and on food, you know, I've been telling folks for a long time we need shorter fences, shorter fences, and longer tables.
2: Yeah. That's the truth.
1: And, That's the truth. And yeah, And that goes for all kinds of things. That mm-hmm. goes, you know, the couple of weeks ago when i was driving through california and i was looking at just mile after mile of crop and i was thinking if there was no mexicans we ain't eating
3: mm-hmm. oh no
1: i mean we're just we're not eating and you know when you when you think about it don't matter what kind of food you could say boy i like italian food mm-hmm. guess who's cooking it Mexican. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> the fanciest French restaurants. Mexican. People would be upset if they looked in the kitchen seeing the Mexicans in
1: there. Juan cooks yeah. every damn thing there is yeah. and and so, you know, we were at Shoguns doing the old hot table deal there, you know, making the volcano mm-hmm. out of the onion and mm-hmm. the whole nine yards wand was my Chinaman that night or Japanese dude yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this son bitch still it had it concrete all. on his boots doing it know? all <laughs> <laughs> and he's in there cooking it but I, I think about all the effort both parties mm-hmm. puts into this border deal and I, and I'm a firm believer in legal immigration I think everybody should be legal mm-hmm. but boys we ain't doing nothing we're not doing construction we're not doing
3: Mm-mm.
1: uh chickens we're not doing we're not doing anything agriculture yeah without without the migrant workers mm-hmm. and you know I yes. I also tell you that there was a time in this in this history of America where that migrant worker who was going out to California he was from Kansas he was from Oklahoma mhm he was from Arkansas, and, and he was from Mississippi. Um, when the Dust Bowl was happening, the migrant workers who left their home for a better way of living went to California the Grapes of Wrath, mm-hmm. right. and uh, they weren't wanted there. You right. know why? Because they were dirty, and they were uneducated. They weren't Hollywood enough for California. Mm-hmm well now stupid
2: bilingual people man yeah yeah
1: (laughs) they had to have them subtitles when they got to california they needed a subtitle and they they didn't write fast enough to put them words on a sheet of paper like (laughs) whenever mark gordon was on his show (laughs) but man we can't do nothing with them and that's where i thought we need we need bigger tables and smaller fences bigger tables Mark, me and you's the same on this. You know, we could sit at the table with anybody Mm -hmm. and have good conversation. And and you may not like Chinese people, but by God, you'll go sit there and eat their food and smile at them the whole
2: time you're eating. Absolutely. Um, Food uh, brings people together where nothing else will. Religion, nothing Mm -hmm. will bring people together like food does. I'm a salesman. If I'm going someplace I've never been before, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk in there with a box of donuts and folks going to give me a minute.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Food
2: is is it, is the end of everything. I,
0: I never saw that more than when I was in, and it goes along with the food and the bigger tables. When I was over in Italy, fortunately for me, I got to spend some time kind of in a more remote area, less touristy. It was in a small town called Termini. Beautiful place. But every night, and every night you could just hear <clears throat> the the two restaurants in the town just lively until eleven o'clock at night, and dishes banging around, people that sense of community. I mean, there's was I, I don't I should have walked down there and just saw how many people were there, but there was probably sounded like twenty people. You could just hear it echoing off the walls the laughter and the oh yeah enjoyment, and they're they're up. I mean, from like six to eleven at night. Just enjoying each other and, and, and uh, surrounded by gr- uh, the best food. Yeah. And just. Well, I'll tell you, like Mark's cookbook,
1: on the back of it, it's got the Steaks for Sheepdog logo, mm. you know, and, and that's the organization that I'm a part of. And and uh, this past weekend, you know, we did five, six hundred steak dinners for, mm-hmm. for Tulsa Police Department in Tulsa and. The goal behind our organization is bringing people together, and the easiest way to do it is around food. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, the easiest way to get a woman is cooking a good dinner for. Her. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Is that how you got yes, your wife?
2: Ah, uh, it, it well. Me. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to sell that it's, once. It's a family show, eh? Yeah. I was at a bar trying to pick it, it, up a woman. It took a while to get her to eat the things that I ate, but now she, you know, she lived in Japan, so she'd eat some weird stuff, but uh, she wasn't a big fan of squirrel and groundhog and all that till she got with me. Yeah.
0: I was at a bar trying to pick up this girl, and I was like... Just come stay the night. I was like, "Let me cook you breakfast in the morning. It's going to be great." <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't work
2: out. out That's what I'm trying to
0: hear it. it didn't work out. She, she wasn't that hungry. <laughs> no, she
1: wasn't uh, hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Mark got me on to watching a a YouTube show called "Best Food Review Ever," and that is a good one. That it's a fantastic <laughs> man. I thank you for getting me onto that. But
2: I got another one for you. And, and and i don't know these people there's no way uh they that they're going to be able to help us but but it's uh taste life t-a-s-t-e-l-i-f-e taste life and the people are in azerbaijan which is yeah, i think i'm correct it's south of the ukraine there uh they don't say anything but they're out they're out in the middle of the hills here and and they'll they'll kill a sheep or whatever and there's dogs and chickens and cows walking around and this little Russian peasant, I mean, she's not a Russian. She's Azerbaijani, but it looks like that. But she looks like a peasant woman. And the way she handles a knife, I love my wife. And if y'all see my wife, she's a beautiful woman. I would trade her in right this second for that big old peasant gal. When I see her cutting up an animal and cooking it. I didn't try to get my wife to wear one of them outfits. You know, what was the name of that show, starved? Mark? Taste Life. Hey. It's did... on YouTube. It's great.
1: Yeah, uh, something on this best food review ever that I, I was amazed. Yeah, you know, I've been around livestock my whole life. Been been around farm animals. There's these damn sheep. It's a with a big booty. Yeah, tell us <laughs> with a big booty. Tell us that the tail has been genetically modified to be yeah. Beyonce's butt cheeks. Oh man, yeah. the Brazilian <laughs> lifts
2: of sheep, dude. I think Dude, it hey, is. It is some Kardashian butt on a sheep. This it's is the
1: damnest, damnedest thing. And I guess, like in real life, worldwide, there's more of these big ass sheep than there is our little really? tight yeah. loaf of bread ass that we got here. But <laughs> frog butt sheep. I, I think Mark Gordon, man, we'd be the coolest dudes in the world for Christmas if we were being pulled in a sled by them big ass sheep coming down for the parade. <laughs>
2: Holy oh, shit! Man, with a big, long flash water spack in that <laughs> ass, yeah. these, these
1: damn sheep, Aaron. He's looking at him right now. But these sheep, the the amount of grease that comes off of this oh, ass. Yeah is enough grease to fry up the whole animal. Absolutely. They
2: use it for lard. That old girl from Azerbaijan was rendering that and cooking the meat and vegetables in it. Hell
1: yeah. Hey, this This sheep, you just (laughs) trim off the ass cheeks, throw that in the big black pot, render it down, chop up the meat with, most of the time they use some sort of axe. Throw that in there. You got sheep car Aaron just found one that the ass is dragging the ground.
2: This is the
0: sexiest <laughs> ass in the animal world.
1: The <laughs> so
2: they gonna be some other kind of pox coming along. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> catch a sheep pox off that deal,
1: boy. you gonna have blisters. Hey, have you noticed on Jesus this best food Christ. review ever they use bile? As an ingredient.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's the, I beat a lot of that, that. That is, uh, yep, I'm having trouble with that one. By Very seldom right. do I see something that I go, nope. So they Ball, take the bag off the, you know, the gallbladder, no. So nope. the oh.
1: actual stomach fluid that's right.
0: off of what? Of
1: whatever. Goat, whatever couch, whatever. Oh, so they'll take them old bread twisty ties mm-hmm. and they'll twist one up above it and one right below it and they'll have this satchel. Oh, God. of bile. And then well they'll go through and they'll make it's kind of like that old boy that used to do the paintings of the beautiful
0: trees. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. <laughs> they'll
1: be they'll be making this beautiful dish of goat or sheep or camel hump or whatever. And you're thinking, "Man, that shit looks good." And then they Bob Ross this deal up oh, by pouring in a big old uh, green slimy heartburn bag uh, yeah, <laughs> inside heartburn this bag. deal. And I'm they th-
2: did that in Vietnam on that show. They got them a big, beautiful bowl of fire there and then drop a gallbladder in there. I'm going, yeah, I don't know. no, you What?
1: What for? Uh, they like the
2: flavor. You know, That's, you know, the Asians are big on all the different flavors and bitters. One of them, I think I could get that from a, something else
1: so literally they're, 30, 30 they're dropping something. stomach acid stomach acid in their inside mm. and hey aaron they ain't upset about this deal like they'd be pissed <laughs> if you didn't throw the stomach yeah, acid that, inside
0: it's like the fucking icing on the top <laughs> sounds well,
1: like it's probably the opposite of umami
2: is stomach yeah. acid. yeah when he was in uganda they did uh Jesus. it looked it was like chitlins but they didn't even stump whoop them or sling them or nothing it still had turds and whatnot up, so, in
1: it so i've had to i've had to educate people on this stump whooping several times and It'll hit us well what it is is you take the garden hose and you shoot that old garden hose green hose water through the gut mm-hmm. you run it for a couple minutes it's good if it's summertime and that water's real hot right mm-hmm. right in the in the uh, hose <laughs> first. cleans it a little better. Yeah. and you run you that first cut the hose <laughs> you first that first 10 feet of garden <laughs> hose is running about 140. <laughs> It'll burn your lips. <laughs> you run that that first whoop of water through there, and then you go out to a stump, and you take that gut, and you just whoop the shit out of it. Whoop. Now, what I just told you, whoop the shit, you're thinking that's just the amount no. of power oh, behind literal? it. No. You're knocking shit out of the intestines on the stump. Then you go back over, you fill it full of water again for a couple minutes, and then you stump whoop it. Just like how they claim you got to boil poke three times, a good stumped wood chitlin has at least had water through it three times, and then it just almost tastes like shit.
2: <laughs> I like chitlins. You know what? I, I like them so much. When I get them cooked, I throw a handful of corn back in there. So people think they
1: ain't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, I've got a buddy of mine. He was leaving on a cruise down to Mexico the other day, and I said, "But uh, well, would you get them dranamines and all that seasick stuff? He says, no, I'm raising real Americans. If they get sick, that's just what they need to do. And I <laughs> said, well, that sounds like the best way to spend 1500 bucks by having <laughs> your old lady laid up in bed puking all over the damn place. I said, I think I'd give her some medicine. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I'm raising tough people. I said, you know what? I'm going to give you a little secret on how to have just the best holiday on that cruise ship. I said, you need to stop and get you a can of Demi Moore stew oh. and go out there to the rail where all them tourists are standing by it. I said, don't show them, but pour that Demi Moore stew all down the rail and just start picking out the peas and carrots and eating <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go, <laughs> Yeah, I said you won't have no line at the buffet (laughs) they'll let you you, silly ass go right up there to the front and look at the butter sculpture
2: that'll work it too any of them vegetable looking suits (laughs) 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 Uh, and some veg y'all would make me really do it oh heavens boy what do you got
0: on the list there Mark do uh, flatlanders live longer
2: uh, you know yeah, that's my question <laughs> i think all oh, the flatlanders where i come from so when you're around folks in the bottom you hear them talking about the sugar foot i think a lot of us i ain't got it yet but a lot of folks catch the diabetes that and is. what have you uh hill people you know i don't know i think hill people live a long time i don't know why i think they're a tough breed of people but i think everywhere i've been the the bottoms and and the hills and, and the, uh, all these different places got tough people. I think what separates people is rural versus urban. It's not, it's not color and, and all that it is. It's, it's absolutely whether you're uh, rural or urban.
1: I well, think that's what and I would tell you that we're a nation divided by wealth.
2: Certainly. Which is kind of on that deal, too, you know, part, partly. So. Yeah, it, I
1: don't um, know. It, it partly is. I, I would say that, you know, it's. Here's the deal. If you're black and you make a pile of money, you most like, likely ain't living where all the poor black people are.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. sure. You're going to have good health care and better food, and nutrition and and uh, yeah. If you're white, life. you're not white, getting
1: shot at every day. You bet. If you're white. And you got a lot of money. You ain't living where the poor white people are living. Mm-hmm. And guess That's who true. lives together? The poor white people yeah. and the poor black people. Yeah. So you could say that we're segregated by color. No, nah, we're segregated by wealth. Um, you could drive sure. around any community except New Orleans. New Orleans, you'll have a $2 million white, or you know white white-owned home. And in your backyard, you got a slum. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. odd to me, because I think I'd buy about hundred acres or something.
2: I mean, you'll see that. in you know, I used to work in Memphis. You'd see same thing there. Yeah, uh, million million dollar homes in the back part of the house have bullet holes in them from because the street behind it's rough. Sheesh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I think country. You know, I think people who don't take their the world so seriously and don't take themselves so seriously, they tend to live longer. People work hard, live long. Um, my papa and them, mama both lived to be 90 years old, but they were country people. You know, mm-hmm. they ate different. They weren't exposed to everything we were. I don't think they hit them. They didn't have to worry about a cell phone frying your brain. Unless I you're Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, yeah. you can't <laughs> kill that son of a bitch oh man
1: jimmy carter's had like brain cancer six different times he's still doing habitat for humanity roofs yeah in southern arizona or something <laughs> he's helping people some,
2: some, they took uh put that bad karma on some people and gave their, their them people's good back to him because he's doing good stuff you know?
1: i think he must be with mason or something <laughs> <laughs> he's a 33 he's got, yeah. he's got something happening with him boy he can't kill no jimmy carter man all the other presidents will fall over. Yeah. Jimmy Carter, how old is he? Uh, Jimmy Carter's older than most things. But... Hell you for,
2: you forget he's alive. He's
1: been here so long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, I found a story on Jimmy Carter when he was president. He was he uh had invited somebody over to the White House and this son of a bitch called him a case of the hemorrhoid real bad. <laughs> and uh, he had to he had to be excused from the Christmas party because his old butthole was hurting so bad.
2: Oh, man, been there. And they had, like,
1: <laughs> the the Vatican and, like, most countries of the world was having a moment of silence for Jimmy Carter's butthole.
3: <laughs> oh, my God, man.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that was when people still believed that if there ain't no America, there ain't nothing else, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, for some reason... I don't think they watched Top Top Gun, Top Gun number two. But <laughs> <laughs> I did Mark, did you watch Top Gun number two?
2: I have not seen it yet. But when you were talking about Jimmy Carter, I do know he uh he he uh seen a UFO. That's documented. That's pretty interesting, buddy.
1: You ever seen one?
2: Uh I think when I was in Georgia I was in the army, me and a boy from Boston was in a hole and we saw something that To our uh, 20-year-old minds, look like a UFO. Two nights in a row. I don't know. The closest... It didn't come down and get us some prober buttholes or nothing, but we saw it. In the military?
3: Yeah.
1: Hey, this is an ironic conversation. (laughs) So, uh, the closest I've come to seeing a UFO was right down the road from this old Mark Gordon. Hmm. Is it Williford? Uh, Is Williford a town yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, me and a buddy of mine had decided we were going to go. We had read in the fishing game manual that there was tiger muskie in the Spring River.
2: I've heard that there are some some pike of some sort, yeah. yeah.
1: So, it said tiger muskie was in the Spring River. So, we went online and bought big old tiger muskie lures. Mm. And uh, we stopped there at... First thing we did is that we stopped at the Mammoth Spring and the Mammoth Spring is just bubbling beautiful cold water out of the ground in in mass quantity. Mm-hmm. Like it's Nine
2: million gallons per hour on average. Whoa. Yeah, a pile of water. Up to, up to fourteen.
3: Whoa. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a fact. That's a lot of Olympic swimming pools. Whoa. Some and water. so this thing is boiling water out and the and the air temperature coming off that water is 40 degrees or something, you know, it's yeah. Mm. And so I reached down and grabbed me a big old handful, cupped handful of water and sip on it. And my old buddy Damon standing over there, he said, Hey, did you read this sign? (laughs) I said, what's it say? He says, although this water may seem, (laughs) it's got DDT and all kinds of other (laughs) shit inside there. And I said, well, hell it ain't killing me. (laughs) So is the Razorback in somewhere around there?
2: Yeah, that's back toward Hardy.
1: Okay, so back towards Hardy, there's a there's a motel called the Razorback Inn, two-story deal, little porch on the backside. The toilet was so crooked you had to hold on to the wall or you were going <laughs> to slip over. and slide off this down. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed there for a night. And we went out on the hunt for the tiger muskie. Didn't catch it. Well, on the way back, we see a beer flat on this uh, telephone pole, and it says camping, 10 bucks. We pulled down oh. this dirt road, turned down, ha- uh, take a right, old man standing out there, and he says, y'all want to camp? Hell yeah. <laughs> he said, $10. I got showers and everything. So he had built these showers out of pallets, mm-hmm. and uh, he would ran some garden hoses, and just like our previous conversation, the first 20 feet of that garden hose was real nice Boiling. and warm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> After that is <laughs> over, and there's old brown recluses, and and everything crawling around inside. So we take a shower. I think they may have had a bar of lava soap in there. (laughs) And it's darker than shit, boy. There ain't a star in the sky. It's dark. And we go looking for a campsite. He said, I own this whole place. You can park anywhere you want camp. The river's down there. And so Damon, he sets up our camp on this high ground in case the river gets up. And I start us a fire down there. I was using drywall adhesive as a fire starter. They were just like fire starter logs. (laughs) And I set us up a fire and we tell stories that we'd both heard numerous times, you know, got late. So we crawl up and get in this tent and I fall right asleep. All of a sudden I wake up and Damon is staring at me and it's nighttime, but it looks like daytime and we're inside this tent and the whole thing is glowing And Damon says, what in the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, Jesus Christ, I don't know. He said, I believe it's an UFO, he said. And what it was is Damon had found that high ground right there on the railroad tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. And this old train was coming around the bend. And that headlight on that train was shining right inside (laughs) of this tent. Well, we were far enough off he wasn't going to squish us or nothing. so this train goes by and it's a long time Mm -hmm. it's half a mile the train he says you think we should move the tent i said dude we're in williford arkansas There ain't gonna be no more trains fuck <laughs> every few minutes man It's <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: just train you would have thought you were like in manhattan at the subway station these trains yeah. just keep on going back and forth we didn't get no sleep that night and uh-huh. to end the story we didn't catch a single tiger musky <laughs> but yeah that was i in, was wondering how that
2: was going to turn out
1: well we we caught a lot of fish we just never found a tiger musky and beautiful river that's one of them mm. things you accidentally
2: catch i think
1: yeah probably mm. like crabs
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's absolutely an accident every time <laughs> <laughs> It nothing like being a host to anything hey, you well, didn't invite. <laughs> i've
1: always heard you know guys say i ain't never caught the crabs if they caught me two or three times You know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got yeah. on what do oh, you got on the
0: list jeez Alright. Um, damn. The, just hearing you guys rambles, fucking gold. Oh, we went been
2: overtime, didn't we? I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, no, what's the uh, advantages and disadvantage of being a Flatlander?
2: Uh, well, the, the, the disadvantages when I first came is, like I told you, people were clannish and there's an automatic uh suspicion of us, you know, and uh, I, I don't, I don't want to say just an absolute dislike, but it, uh, you're no different than the people that move here from the north if you're a flatlander when you first come. So you, you've got a, a very short window to assimilate. But uh, once, you know, once the show come out and I was the flatlander here, the advantage is everybody knows me, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was good. What's, uh, then... sorry.
0: Um, go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, that's it. That's all I okay. had.
0: Uh, what is, uh, what's the worst thing at a potluck?
2: <laughs>
0: that's my question. <laughs> worst thing at a potluck.
1: Boy, you better go for the jello.
2: <laughs> oh shit! You know what I like at that Jello you get at Chinese restaurant—that old rubbery shit with I the ranch do. dressing on it. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's got <laughs> a piece of uh, seaweed stuck to it. I, oh, I thought uh, when COVID happened. Uh, look, all that—I just went to a wedding shower for my little girl, and and it was all good food. But when you put all them carbs and and cheese and sauces and sweet stuff together, it's that ain't gonna make a good turd. I can tell you. Mm-mm.
1: I'm going uh, to tell you guys this. I tried to bring two items that I made, and I'll put yeah. those two items on my plate because I know where, you know, I washed my hands. I know that I'm not going to get sick. Yep. And then, yep. you know, I'll teeter around some safe food. But yeah. there's a lot of stuff, dude, at a potluck that's, just ugly, yeah. You know what I mean? And Questionable.
2: You're an a hole just like me, Joe Wilson, because I take my own food just so I know there'll be something good to eat. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, I don't, tr- I don't trust all that shit. Shit. And, uh, they the think you could whoop up cream cheese sandwiches. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> they, little sandwiches. What is that? They put cream cheese in everything
1: at a potluck, man, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just. I, I look at these people and I think. Man, this is what you're bringing to showcase how good you can do This is who I am. Yeah, Yeah, this is me. This is a painting of me right here. This is what I do. This is what I am. And I just mashed up some cream cheese with some bullshit inside of it. And here's some crackers. And then all you're worried about is getting back your platter. (laughs) I'm going to put put good food on a paper plate (laughs) and walk away from it, man. And uh, love it.
2: I know my answer now.
1: What is your answer?
2: And this is this is the truth i'm terrified of miracle whip mm. so i'm always afraid i'm gonna bite into something it's gonna be miracle whip in it <laughs>
3: What and a, and what I about separate Miracle
2: human Whip. beings by people who think Miracle Whip man, the same thing. There ain't nothing there, to I say. can't trust nobody. Are, there ain't nothing
1: to Whoa. So are you a Blue Plate or a Dukes? What are you after on the real I'm Mayo? a
2: Dukes guy. Me too. I, I'll do Dukes and Hellman's, but uh, Dukes, you know, it's a Southern company, and I I like to spend my money in the South if I can. Mm-hmm. And I think them boys are that one time they were out of Nashville and then South Carolina or whatever. I just think it's a richer, It's a if I'm making something really good, like, the tuna dip out of my book, or something that's got some complex ingredients, I, I'm gonna use the Dukes because it's cleaner and nicer.
1: I think that Miracle Whip, and and man, I'd like to say I've only had it a few times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's frothy. It's kind of. It's kind of. <laughs> it's kind of, i'm i'm right there with mark man but you know,
2: somebody put that on a salad where the hell did they come up with
3: that idea <laughs> oh, and i don't know what but, was
1: it was there at one time in previous democrat leadership were we under an egg ration to where <laughs> there was is that um, where they came the from? Shit hell it. i don't know she but
2: couldn't use a uh, mayonnaise it has eggs yeah. yeah maybe that's what it was
1: there must have been an egg ration. Either that or they were formulating uh, some shit no. for the Apollo. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they just said, screw it. We don't need no eggs in our mayonnaise. Mm.
2: Mm-mm. Send that shit back to the 40s.
1: <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm a mayonnaise guy. I, oh, yeah. I think you could, any salad you can make better with mayonnaise. Um, if there's some, one of our four listeners, if there's any of them say, I hate mayonnaise, well, you ain't having a salad dressing without
0: mayonnaise. I don't. Hmm. Not a good one. Do you just put, like, would you just put Dukes on your salad? No, so. Or, like, I'm sure, like, ranch and all that. So if you're making
1: ranch, yes. it's yeah.
0: your mayonnaise,
1: mayonnaise your and milk, and then your ranch dressing mix or whatever. Good buttermilk, yeah. Yeah. But you want not make ranch dressing out of Miracle Whip. Yeah. I don't even
2: if know. If you made homemade ranch with Miracle Whip, it's going to be sweet and nasty like what comes in a jar. Mm. It's going to be.
1: What he's saying it's like, is you're that's going to be on the
2: 88 cent aisle. That's going to be nasty. <laughs> <laughs> <That's
1: laughs> <good> Communists, <laughs> if you put in that. So what Whip. is that?
2: Clover leaf or whatever it is from Dollar General. That's what you're going to be getting. <laughs>
1: Man. Uh, you know, after our last show, when we had William G. Walker. He told stories about snorting uh, Bill Clinton's cocaine and and all these stories on here. And me and Aaron thought we were going to get suicided. (laughs) Still uh, a chance. (laughs) We thought so. Somebody after the show sent because they thought we one of our four listeners thought I was going to get suicided as well. Mm -hmm. And he sent that deal about that old boy down there at Hefner International. Mm -hmm. What's his name,
0: Aaron? Uh, Mark. uh, Fuck.
1: Mark somebody. God damn it. I just, that old boy suicided himself Yeah. with a... Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 he had an extension uh, cord from the Dollar Tree. Yeah, Mark Middleton. Yeah. yeah. He had an extension cord from the Dollar Tree and a 12-gauge shotgun, and he hung himself and shot himself in the chest. Mm. And mm. then about three weeks later, his assistant, she went out paddle boarding, and she also had an extension cord from the Dollar Tree. hmm And she had a 14 by 14 by four inch concrete block inside of a, in bag, a bag that she suicided she herself with. Drowned herself with. In the Arkansas Some
2: of them river. tough bastards shot
1: yourself twice in the head. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's when you really want to suicide yourself. So,
2: Boy, that'd be my leg, dude, one time ago. Oh,
0: shit. Imagine this. <clears throat> Imagine you you work with or you have worked with throughout your career, um, hundreds of people, right? Yeah, And 39 of them have been suicided, have have mm-hmm. are dead from suicide. I'm going to say they have a real shitty Christmas party. <laughs> <That> <laughs> like, if fucking... you're that depressed. There's do... something. <laughs> I mean, imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine, like, you're the common denominator. What do you do? Uh, uh, fuck! You, you not just, even just people as, in my Just work, say this they're not life. being killed. Just say they're not being killed. You're surrounded by 39 fucking people that you were close <laughs> to. That worked with your fucking <laughs> in your White House with you, or were on your team that are now dead. Who's under 65? Killed themselves. Yeah. that can't live with themselves. Yeah,
2: I know two people in my whole life, and I'm like Joe. I know thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's a serious coincidence, everybody.
0: Fucking thirty-nine of close people. That's ironic. Leo. Mm. Maybe it's
1: because they Bill didn't Clinton. take a psych
2: exam before they, <laughs> <Yeah>. they <Yeah. laughs> had. some bitches
1: don't know how to read an ink blotch like we do. <laughs>
2: yeah. Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> <The> personality <laughs> test. Yeah.
1: Rabbit coming out of the hole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit! I can read an ink blotch like nobody's business. I've been around some fat girls, boy, and I can read a
2: tattoo like what it was supposed to be. (laughs) Ooh, daddy issues. What it used to be. Yeah, Uh, buzzard. Looked like you like when you put silly putty on a comic strip and stretch that shit. (laughs) Boy,
1: that was a good life. That was good living back in the day. Simple man, life
2: was simple. Oh, it
0: man and that with life it's still i mean it's better than it's ever been really it's pretty damn easy it's pretty good minus the fucking mayhem of past covid crap that i don't know it's uh, pretty fucking yeah that was It's uh, a good life life's good man. life is easy
1: i wake up every morning look outside there's big oak trees in the backyard the creeks running mhm I have never feared in my life of driving down the road and thought there's going to be a roadside bomb. Mm-hmm. Ain't never no. went to the market and thought shit <clears throat> any minute some some bitch going to come in here with dynamite, mm-hmm. to try to prevent me from buying Miracle Whip. Mm-hmm. Um, N- never had to worry where your next meal came from. Nah, I ain't. Wor- I don't worry about nothing. You know mm-hmm. what we worry about? We worry about if the internet's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We worry about. Man, we worry about, right now, we're still probably paying the cheapest gas prices in the world. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Where these bitches are buying them by the liter. hmm No, we're Texasizing them here. Yeah. You know, we're buying by the gallon. Yeah. And exactly. our gallon is still cheaper than their liter. Yeah, right. True. Uh
2: True. Now, I if think... If folks would take a minute, you know, I, I don't I don't think people look at it that way. I, I, I very seldom get up tight or upset about everything uh, my wife hates it when i say it but if something's happening i say it is what it is you know it'll pass in a minute mm-hmm. uh but but for the most part everything is beautiful I, you know i look outside and i, I I'm, I'm looking at trees right now in my yard giant trees and i'm thinking the miracle that that came from an acre and it fell on the ground mm-hmm. I, I know what it's made out of but how in the hell did it make itself out of nothing yeah you know there's a lot of beautiful things i got the river cross street there, there's worse places to be. I promise.
0: There's lots to be grateful but
2: for. People too, take yeah. their, they take everything way serious. They take their self too serious. Mm-hmm. You people know, are afraid to laugh. They're afraid to do anything. You
1: mm-hmm. know. One of, one of the deals, in my opinion, is we grew up watching the news at dinner time. Yeah. And there would be like, Mash would come on, Aaron. And we'd yeah. sit there, we'd watch Mash eat our dinner, and then the the newsman would come on, he'd spend a half hour, and it was it. It was yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, that was the only news you got. Yep. And now, twenty four hours, seven days a week, your hours. damn phone blinks and rings mm-hmm. and makes noises every time somebody farts in church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh It makes it seem. Well, maybe. Hey, here's the deal. Maybe it used to be pretty fucked up. We just didn't hear. Yeah, true. You know? We didn't hear. I think about when it, no.
2: Walter Cronkite said something, I like, tend to believe it. Now you can't even trust the weather guy; they're making up
3: bullshit.
1: <laughs> when they started moving to like two percent chance, yeah. I thought, How desperate are you <laughs> that there's a? You've t- seen
2: them act like they was getting blown away by the hurricane, oh, and yeah. the guy in the background was walking by, <laughs> walking, <and ankle> <laughs> yeah. eating Come a pretzel. On, there's an old boy it's eating a pretzel, walking
1: on the street behind. Yeah, nah. that's what's scary. Well, that's. And, and, you know, the other side of it is is I dare you to watch an episode of Jeopardy and not feel like you need a prescription drug whenever it gets over. <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're going yeah, to tell yeah, yeah. you that, do your armpits sweat? Well, then you need X, Y, Z. Yeah. Dude with a garden hose can't get a boner, whatever's on yeah. there, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, and we're the only, us and New Zealand mm-hmm. are the only two countries of the world that lets pharmaceuticals be advertised on television. Right, right. They
2: don't even tell you what it's for half time. No, but they'll
1: tell you that it'll cause bleeding butthole and suicide. You go... They'll make your dick hurt Yeah you're dick boy you can dump yeah. it off your chest but by god you're gonna kill <laughs> you, you're gonna go work for the clintons tomorrow
2: but well, now they got that care we was eating dinner here and they got that crooked carrot commercial where if you peter got a bin in it
1: i thought that i pulled one.
2: mine out at the table trying to wait a minute it. you haven't
1: seen this commercial huh, uh-huh. yeah the dude's got a big old crooked carrot they
2: use carrots on the commercial <laughs> yeah. talking about your peter being bent
1: <laughs>
0: You're, and that's an
2: Bay issue Rony, here. We can Rony fix it. Disease. Yeah, they can fix Bay it with Rony.
1: a Flintstone vitamin. A you r- take the right Flintstone, <laughs> Flintstone vitamin, your old dick gets straight. I would
0: have guessed it would have been a rub.
2: <laughs> Wait a second, Aaron. Here, Here's the thing. Only commercial... You take this mess and it may correct your bent penis, but, <laughs> but it's it clearly says right after at the end of the commercial that you can't have sex for six months after you do it. Jesus, hell, do I need that for then? Yeah, it works just fine.
0: <laughs> but I tell
1: well, you what, I
2: take pictures of it. I don't. My know. wife likes
1: it; it's a tickler. <laughs> I've bought an old chimichanga before at a gas station that was selling <laughs> some, some sex <laughs> supplies in the back, and from what I could see, that old latex they like to bend it funky. Yeah. <laughs> You know? Yeah, fucking you got a, cri- a a carrot that's been growing around a sycamore root. <laughs> my, my God, I think that's worth bonus points from what I've seen. Yeah, from what I've seen. A lot of these uh <laughs> the adult toys. I seen a deal. This is how old I am. I remember years ago watching the Phil Donahue show. And there was a there was a fellow on there, this was before blue pills and mm. crooked carrots. Mm-hmm this old boy had went to the doctor and he'd got like the Reebok pumps for the tennis shoes mm-hmm. installed in his oh, lower no. unit. No, 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 no. And no. the pump was right behind his satchel. Mm. Yeah. And he hadn't taken out all the air and he was out there marlin fishing like in the Gulf. And he was in the fighting chair and he was fighting this old marlin and he blew out the passenger side of his, of his airbags in his penis. Oh. And, and from that point on, this dude could stand on one side of the fence and piss. Around. Oh, he, had, he had one of them sharp lefts uh-huh. that he could just pee right around the fence on the deal. And I don't know what kind of free hotel and dinner they gave him to go on the Donahue show to tell people how crooked his backer was. But I just oh, remember he did it. Uh, oh. if
2: anybody, anybody in the world ever in your life calls and says, Hey, somebody from your past wants to see you on the morning. You, hey, you got you got a little baby boy
1: you're fixing you're fixing about, to lose about 1200 a month for the last 37 years and you know what I, that's crossed my mind that someday i may get that phone call <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: that's
2: scary and i had a a segment 20 something years ago so Yeah, yeah, I could tell that. We all gonna get rich because I'm gonna sue my doctor. (laughs) 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 That's hilarious. Uh, All
1: right, what we
0: got? All right, here we go. Um, Let's go. Uh, Well, it's kind of on topic here. America is looking stronger in what area? Joke question. What areas are America looking stronger in? to the flatlander mm. joe so remind just for a reminder i think the only
2: thing we're growing new and and really getting big is is uh liberals and meth heads <laughs> <right? laughs> uh, i
3: don't know i think every
2: generation probably thinks the theirs sky's was better yeah yeah. I, I don't see uh patriotism without weirdness associated with it anymore really.
0: Well what are we looking uh, I don't know what
2: in. we're good at. What are we know? looking
0: stronger in?
1: That that's uh that's kind of that's the reason why I asked the question. I think oh, that's, that's
2: a tough one to me, man. It sounds
0: like you might have got the right answer though.
1: Well no, I believe here's I mean, out of all honesty, America has never called on anybody to save our ass. Yeah, we just uh, we yeah. we we. I mean, hey, we appreciated the help when we were fighting the red coats.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. but
0: yeah, so I think we have uh,
1: okay. Yeah, post seventeen. I think we always <laughs> go
3: to.
2: We're always in there to to help. You know, when I was military, but but I, yeah, I'd, you know, to be honest, I don't think we generally want to help people since World War II. I don't think we really want to help anybody if they didn't have something for
0: us. But right. You
2: know, there, there's countries that need some help, but they don't have any poppy growing or any old brewing over there. Right. We kind of say, oh, I hate it for them.
0: And it's really not <laughs> you know? like the fights being brought to us. Yeah.
2: Now yeah. I do think I will say this, and but, but I think this at any time there, there's a population of the country even now you got thir- at least 13 million uh, veterans walking around alive in the United States right now. I, I, if anybody were stupid enough to come over here, uh, there's going to be an ass whooping, dude. I mean, there's be an there, there's, there's, a, there's enough people here, there's enough of us that would, yeah, they're going to come oh, on out and be, get together. Be malicious everywhere. And when, when I was in the military, I, th- that was a strange place to where. Uh, Color wasn't an issue. Geography wasn't an issue. Uh, guys drink out of each other's canteens. I mean, it just wasn't an it just wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't I don't want anybody to come over here, but you would see people come together. Oh yeah, like food, we'd all cook together too. Oh, yeah. Well, hey hey, I'll tell you this. Speaking of that, where has America grown? I just thought of, to me, that, that this has nothing to do with politics. The fact that we have an incredible uh source of food from all over the planet that's available to us yeah. that that we didn't have when we were children either.
3: Mm-hmm. The, the
2: the fact that I can go in a store in Jonesboro and buy a jar of stinky tofu or whatever it is, and then, by the way, don't buy that; it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can get f- fresh fruit from all over the world. I, I that's something. Yeah, you know. You
1: know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate on that, and I'm gonna say. But that's one of our problems.
2: It, it's it too is. easy. It
1: is. Yeah, I'm going to say, because, you know, check this out. If you ask somebody in their 70s or 80s, at Christmas they would get an orange, mm-hmm. right? Or they'd get some sort of fruit because it was a luxury. Mm-hmm. And now, as Americans, our oranges have to fit a certain size, like, They got to be three and a half inches in diameter. Mm -hmm. If that son bitch is three and a quarter, well, we're going to throw it out in the field and let it go to waste. Mm -hmm. If it's four inches, then we're going to throw it away. There was there was a time in our country to where those things, our, our milk and honey was a luxury. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Now we don't even want the. We've got it all, but you know what we do? We use artificial flavor. Yeah, you know, we make some shit taste like what. There has never been a cherry that tastes like any candy that's cherry. Yeah, you know never. what I mean. No, yeah. it's just not. Yeah. It's just not what it what it is. We yeah. went. Me and Shane Lynn went to the grocery there in Melbourne uh, two weeks ago, and he he was making an old charcuterie board, you know, mm-hmm. and he said we need to put some grapes on there, and he picked some old red grapes and stems were as brown as boot leather, and I said, hey, they've got them cotton candy grapes. Yeah, (laughs) my wife buys it. Hey, he said, what is it? I said, it tastes like damn cotton candy. And so, oh, shit. I took one of them cotton candy grapes, gave it to him. He said, yeah, that's what we need on the charcuterie board. But they taste as close to cotton candy as you can get.
2: How is that? There's a whole lot of that going on, and and everything has to be uniform. Uh, My family come from, uh, part of them come from Ripley, Tennessee, my granddad and And we had a commercial tomato farm, and Ripley tomatoes are, are famous in mm-hmm. the South. You know, they, they send them everywhere. And when I was a kid, we grew them them big, what we call cathead tomatoes. They were bigger. Than, you slice it, it was bigger than the piece of bread. Well, back like in the 80s, mid-80s, the grocery stores all of a sudden wouldn't buy those anymore because they didn't stack well. And they wanted a different variety of tomato where they were all exactly the same size like mm-hmm. the oranges. And now they, you
1: know, they taste half as good. It's yeah. just not. Yeah, I sat in a meeting one day at at Walmart, and they were doing a a PowerPoint, and said that ninety percent of the products inside the Walmart were made in America. And I thought, boy, this is some sort Whoa. of propaganda. Mm-hmm. They didn't lie. Well, that's, It really was. Yeah, well, and the reason was is because when Walmart went from just being a discount store retailer selling tennis shoes and all that stuff, when they added the grocery, I mean, think about how many different flavors of Campbell's soups are on the shelf and General Mills cereals. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so if you go product by product, the yeah. things that aren't made in America would be your TVs, your fishing poles, mm-hmm. your all that apparel. But there's small inventory. But there's more product on the shelf that's actually made in country than than foreign. Hmm. And on that same deal, you know what the number one item sold at a Walmart is? Egg rolls. You said egg rolls. I'm just kidding. No, I haven't. Bananas. Fucking bananas. Get out of here. They sell more bananas than any other single item.
2: Huh bananas
0: per the bundle or like per banana I'm, shit i don't know
2: it
1: didn't yeah.
3: go However that these well by god
2: them. it's got to be every banana if everything in there yeah. is uh american they're counting individual pinto beans too I
1: guess. <laughs> <laughs> there's 67
2: peas inside
3: this can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that's that's hilarious <laughs> all right
1: where are we at <laughs> yeah. mark's gonna run out of gas
2: Yeah, <laughs> he's running it you know, I, 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 do, I got a hearing aid in one ear because I'm, I'm, I'm suddenly got old and deaf in one ear. So I, I talk in my truck because I can hear it. Mm-hmm. I did not had to ask y'all, huh?
0: Yeah, I know. You, and you sound good, too. Yeah. We're at a solid Chevrolet. hour and a half of the after the technical difficulty here. <laughs> so, um, okay. Secrets to a happy life, Mark. What you got, buddy?
2: Secret to a happy life. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, uh, and I thought about that. I didn't know you was going to ask serious questions, man. But mine is uh, love the people that love you back and love them with all you got. Yeah. And and tell people you love them. Listen, you got a friend. uh, If he's a dude and you're a dude, hug your friend. Tell him you love him. There's nothing wrong with that. I'd, Spend your time. Stop. Stop spending time impressing people that you don't know or that don't matter. But be good to the people that do matter. That's the whole thing, right there.
0: I love that, Mark. I'm a firm believer of that. I uh, firm believer of the hugs yeah. and the love you, man. Type, yeah. Type attitude. I I would say that most of
1: our guests think that clean feet, clean feet. Is Mark, Mark, you ever? That's had a...
2: number two on me, son. <laughs> <laughs> what, Have you ever had a pedicure? I have not, nope. but I do take care of my feet. I'm a freak. I expect my women to have pretty feet, so I had to keep mine clean. I can't be cutting them up and all that. But there you so, go. But I hadn't had a pedicure because that's just kind of I don't know. It's just kind of embarrassing me. I I seen that big old boy. He wasn't embarrassed. I
0: should go and get me one. Fuck yeah, you should go check it out. We were. It's not. It's (laughs) enjoyable, man. Especially if you like cleaning. I'm I'm OCD. There's nothing to
2: cut. All they could do is rub on mine. Yeah, they'll (laughs) rub that lava salt on there. Lava
0: soap. (laughs) Fucking.
1: We uh, we went today for lunch. They had dollar tacos. Oh, fuck. Some of the most fantastic tacos we Mexican, ever tacos, Mexican or? tacos, yeah, oh, a, oh yeah, dollar
2: Say so and tripa. And uh, all that, we yeah. went
1: with barbacoa, carnitas, mm-hmm. el pastor. We had That's some uh, osada, uh, a little chorizo, oh, I could, yeah, dollar oh, yeah. tacos, dollar. And on oh, I can do that. And then on the way back, I said, "Y'all ever watch this extreme chiropractor videos on YouTube?" Yes. <laughs> Oh, and, oh man it's worth it it's worth a search you just type in and they'll have the most cockeyed crooked son of a bitch come in <laughs> and then i i've never even been to a chiropractor and uh, I,
3: uh yeah,
1: they are one centimeter away from killing some son of a
0: bitch
3: it's
2: get unbelievable your neck is the scariest thing on the planet
0: yeah sounds terrible i mean these guys put a halter on
1: this dude's head. He's got a strap running around his forehead. He's got a strap under the chin right in front of the ears. And then got a water ski rope up above him. Mm-mm. And this dude, he he's faster, zero to 60 faster than a Tesla. <laughs> he just heaves on it. <laughs> Mm, oh
2: yeah that feels good. And I'm thinking, bitch, you almost died.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that no, bitch back I
2: killed. I'm having to go to an orthopedic surgeon for that shit. I'm not having no nobody Oof. pulling on mine. I think I got shouldn't... a little I didn't I didn't believe in until I hurt my back. There's a little man up there in, in uh Mammoth Spring. A little fella climbed up on top of me. I I thought I was crippled. He climbed up on top of me like a little monkey and, and he fixed me.
0: He fixed you. Did and you told to...
2: me whenever I feel like I come back. I went back to next week. He said, "Are you still hurting?" I said, "No, I just." You said come back whenever. I just I feel like you like. to <laughs> rub around, me, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Climb on up here, little <laughs> man. Like
1: <laughs> you made me feel the first time. I uh, I watched this deal, and I thought, boy, it would be funny as hell if we just recorded our own fake chiropractor video. <laughs> <laughs> just doing weird shit like using an 870 shotgun the butt of it and just put that right in the middle of your spine and go to cock. couple it. just get yeah, cock <laughs> oh, how's that what? feel yeah <laughs> and then it's brilliant and then if he says it still hurts just stand up just slap the piss across his rider right across his face just slap <laughs> <laughs> your back still hurt <laughs> you know just do all this that stuff get the bigger good. gun <laughs> i think we could get a million views off of it oh man well, i think
2: you could probably really fix some stuff too
1: man my neighbor across the street he's a chiropractor real nice guy and uh my wife has went over there or went to his shop and got Mm -hmm. an adjustment i just you know you see these old guys uh, this weekend at the steak cook that we were doing there was a guy had a big old back brace on walking sideways and, and i was feeling i mean he was probably 70 i was feeling bad for him and i went over i said man what happened to your back? He said, "I used to do a lot of cliff diving." Mm. And I thought, "Why, are you ignorant son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm i I was gonna feel bad if you said you hung drywall <laughs> yeah. for like forty <laughs> years <laughs> of your life, yeah. and you jumped. Off. Hey, I seen a picture of Aaron on the Facebook yesterday. This sucker is jumping off of a big old cliff on a bicycle, <laughs> mm. and I commented, "Dumb." That yeah.
2: Ain't rough,
0: there ain't no wrong with you man it's too fun
2: you know i did that when i was 12 but now (laughs) it's perfect if if i'm trying to hug on my wife i pull a muscle i can't be riding no bike or climbing mountains or none of that
1: so you you haven't been in northwest arkansas in a while there is a pile of bicycles they're everywhere matter of fact there was some sort of breeding colony (laughs) a migration of them coming smack down our paved highway out here, Mount Olive. Down this road? Mount oh, Olive, yeah. I would not. 40 deep. Oh, man. It was like June bugs yeah. coming down. And, you June know, bugs. that's like Ramadi. Like, yeah. I mean, there's deer jumping across the road, there's everything. And the le- last thing I need <laughs> is 40 bicycles in a low spot when I'm coming up <gasps> the peak of a hill. Yeah, I know, sure. And I just go wailing on the horn
0: oh you do Hell oh
3: yeah. my God. i'm that guy <laughs> i'm that <laughs> guy
1: i mean if you got 200 miles of bike
0: trail leave my damn highway alone man yeah i i'm a mountain Wait. biker I, I don't i man it, riding that road on a bike yeah. that's gonna shut me
2: yeah You're jumping off a so, cliff
0: i'm <laughs> no, no in Robin, <laughs> uh,
2: robin's friend's husband is a doctor and he come to our house one time they did and i didn't know him i knowed her and And he's talking to me about rich people things I don't know nothing about. And he says, hey, you ever ride a bike? And I said, well, hell yeah, of course. And he said, "Uh, you still ride a bike? And I said, you talking about a bicycle? Or He said, yeah. I said, no, I ain't got no bicycle. He said, well, I ride all the time mountain biking. I travel around and ride these trails. And I said, well, that might be interesting, I guess. And he said, you can pick up a bike like mine. It's titanium, and it weighs two ounces or whatever the hell it was. And he said, I picked it up for thirty-five, and I said, "Well, hell, I can get me and Ron both one of them 35 And he was talking about three thousand five hundred dollars for a bicycle, dude. Yeah. Three thousand five hundred. Hey,
1: that's entry price. These people have these bikes now. That ten thousand dollars for a mountain bike. You can usually spend ten thousand. Hey, and I used to have a guy I worked with. He had him one of them ten thousand dollar mountain bikes and he traded it for a twelve thousand dollar mountain bike because it was two ounces lighter i said you ought to just shit be- you ought to yeah. shit before you yeah. get on that bike <laughs> you could drop about 14 ounces yeah. if, if you eat at taco bell the day before uh, i'm not one of those i had guys.
2: a huffy in the 80s got 60. <laughs> I mean, we used to
1: buy do. we used to buy bicycles like caterpillar by the pound. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we we didn't want one of them light sun bitches. We wanted them Some heavy.
2: Hefty. <laughs> hey, in my neighborhood, if if you left your shit laying out, if you didn't take it in, if you just dropped it in the yard like we used to do, somebody would steal it, cut the forks off, and make an easy rider chopper out of theirs. Ah. You'd come out there and the front end of your bike would be gone. <laughs> We'd drill a hole through the through it and make a chopper
1: so inside the flatlander cookbook mm. yeah we've got you know it's a hey, cookbooks to me are also one of these things that it if it just if it was betty crocker and it just has recipe after recipe there's there's nothing there for me mm-hmm. yeah. i just assume sit in my old recliner get a cookbook and i want a cookbook that's got some stories some histories some uh true what not to do's inside there and yeah. if you pick up a copy of this flatlanders book i i think basically you've got a story behind every recipe don't you mark
2: just about i know that's obnoxious i hear people saying just tell the tell the recipe we don't hear your life story but there's other people that uh, that like the, the history behind it, I, you know, I grew up with Jeff Smith, the fruit gourmet and, and, uh, all the guys out of Louisiana, Justin Wilson, all that. And I like when you tell me where this recipe come from and why they made it. And, and the most, the strangest thing after I made this cookbook, I had just hundreds of people would, would tell me that they, they read it from cover to cover. And that was so strange to me. Yeah. But they enjoyed. It. I don't know how much cooking they're doing, but uh, they enjoyed the story part of it. And uh, I think to some people it was a novelty, and then other people. I mean, there's some there's some solid recipes.
1: Well, you, uh, you talk about amongst it. the possum. You talk amongst <laughs> the possum. You talk about Justin Wilson. I mean, we watched it to see how many times he's going to pick his nose and how much wine he was going to drink. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, yeah. that old boy. Did you ever watch Justin Wilson, Aaron?
3: Mm-mm.
2: So, oh, he was great. So, he
1: guarantee. was so good that they named a Ruffles potato chip after him. Yeah. They had the Justin Wilson Cajun Ruffles. Had him on there, I guarantee, on that deal. But Justin was such a storyteller that hell, I had his album. You know, yeah. you, you could listen to Justin Wilson's stories, Pi R Square. Or pie or round. No, it's pie or round, he said. Cornbread R-square. Yep, yeah. cornbread R-square, pie or round. And uh, he was a, he was as much a comedian and a storyteller as he ever was, a cook, because it's basically great. he was throwing in green peppers, onions, some celery, some garlic, some red wine, and a roux, and called it 87, 87, it 87 it different it.
2: things. This is awesome. Yeah. So i just, That's the beauty of Cajun cooking. You got him and Julia Child when I was a kid were making people hungry and making them buy cookbooks from a black and white show, man. Julia Everything Child was the one was that we great. needed
0: subtitles for.
2: Oh, yeah. She was hammered, too. <laughs> this is awesome. Were you reading
0: a quote from I, the book? I just here? opened the book and recipe on page 131. Mama Moose's Garballs. This recipe is yeah. from my coon-ass friend in Monad, Arkansas, seller Sarah Pollard. That's fucking great. Went to
2: Facebook jail for saying it. The, <laughs> the guy's wife, when he got the cookbook, I had a post on Facebook about the cookbook, and he said, we just got our copy. And he said, "Us coon asses love it." He got kicked off Facebook. for Thirty days.
1: Said, I got I got a jail sentence for coon ass as well.
0: Coon ass?
1: Huh? What the hell? Yep, I got a I got one. My buddy James Coonass is what it says on my phone. If I hit the button, <laughs> and he had made a remark or something on something I had wrote, and I said, well, "Man, I appreciate it, coon ass. Next thing I know, I had went against uh, community standards. Oh man.
0: Oh god. It's too soft.
1: Well,
2: my buddy on there is a coon-ass. He oh, called himself a coon-ass and got put in jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Now, hey, I'll say this.
1: You know, everybody's got their issues with the Facebook and the Twitters mm-hmm. and all that. And, you know, I've got friends who got 56 friends. I've got friends who got 5,000 friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook has never hurt me. I, no it, it's a tool it's it's never, people
2: say whatever they want if, if you're marketing something or pushing a gig or, or like what you're doing with uh steak sheep dogs it is a incredible tool to get information out there if you use it that way
1: now where it That's does it. cause conflict is you're at a big event someone comes up to you and they know everything about you mm. they yeah. they know when your dog died Mm. what you ate for dinner last thursday and dude's talking to you and you don't know who the hell this guy is mm. at all yes and uh and that happens all the damn time yeah you know
2: or some or speak to a small child uh that you know from facebook that's never met you and all of a sudden there's stranger danger and you're a creep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah what's up little right. Mikey? and he goes, right. oh you creepy bastard,
1: oh, oh, you creepy bastard. My dad. Yeah. or or you know <laughs> So, I go through like every two weeks and I take off some people that I don't, mm-hmm. that I have no idea who they are and to give yeah. room, give room for somebody else. They give you a 5,000 people limit on there. Right. 5,000? 5, 5,000 is the match. That's all you get. And so, when I get to like that 4,996, well, then I sort through some people because I'm going to meet some people that week or next week. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I... I'll meet people, and they say, well, didn't you see what I put on the Facebook? And I'll say, no. I. To be honest with you, I never have seen you on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think I see, I like, the same 30 or 40 people all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: that it's, algorithm for it's sure. It's your
0: algorithm. I,
1: yeah, I see. And that's why we only have four listeners. And it's probably the stuff that you like.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Yeah, it's
2: probably well cool. i put an ad in and i told all the churches to listen to it because i was gonna be on that
0: all the churches yes, <laughs> that is definitely our target audience <laughs> <laughs> are, are, have we done run out
1: of questions for mark are we close or what no
0: there's some more
1: well i mean we because we're running up on two hours <clears throat> and i think damn i think that uh when you go through and edit this deal, we might split it in half someplace.
0: Yeah, we might split it in half. We'll see what it did with the uh, first 10 or so minutes of it.
2: And... Edit that part about the side of that boy's twig and berries blowing up. That part needs to come out of here. <laughs> man, that, That's making me sore right now. Well,
1: have you ever seen your own
2: butthole? I have. My man. <laughs> I'm an inquisitive kind of guy. Not in the last... It's it's been probably forty pounds ago, but hell yeah, I want to know what it looked
1: like. <laughs> Was it everything you dreamed of, or did it look like yeah, I call I, that my starfish, man? That's what I call mine too. I when we were eating them tacos today, oh oh, bearded John, our buddy, he goes and shows a uh, a picture on the internet of this satellite image mm. that just came out yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> of of all of the damn stars and stuff. Oh, Rob, have been talking about that since yesterday. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: it's all bullshit. Oh no. I, it looks like stripper glitter on a black paper. Is all it looks like. And I, I thought you were going to say it looks like a butthole. <laughs> well, that one does glitter on it. The one, the, the one. I mean, yeah. You know, you could go online and you could buy you a star for like ten
0: bucks. Yeah. It, it's definitely enhanced. The photo is, oh yeah, and that's what that's what's hard about it. But I think I think it's real. It's just just yeah,
1: like I mean, yeah, edited. I mean, yeah, it, it's as real as Joe Biden writing his own
2: speech. Oh, oh good God, mighty! Well, that that's so embarrassing. That, he <laughs> doesn't do
1: that when he read the deal the other day that said, uh, repeat quote.
2: uh, he's actually reading that (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. he he read the big words and the ones that were off Mm. color and everything else on that teleprompter that's getting brutal brutal. because
2: people trying to get you to say something when the show was on at first we were doing i mean it wasn't scripted but they would say hey You know, you're going to meet with uh, Joe and Aaron and y'all talk about farts or whatever it and then you just did whatever. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, they would try to tell us something and the the guy, this guy from New York, he comes to me and he says, Oh, Mark, he says, "Uh, when you go to Marty, I know y'all have had some conflicts. So go to Marty and tell him that you're just trying to reach out to him. And I says, the fuck does that mean reaching out <laughs> i said we would never say nothing like some reaching out <laughs> but th- th- that's where we, you know we couldn't communicate with them they had no ideas they had that little girl to clipboard everything we'd say she'd write it down for the little letters i guess and then she'd come back and ask us what it meant well mm-hmm. and you know it whenever they
1: they get to you and obviously you're third or fourth rate citizen or they wouldn't be there to, oh. to, to do oh, your yeah. show and we so, were deliverance. So yeah. they say uh all right, so whenever do you properly know how to answer a question? <laughs> uh shit, try me. <laughs> and uh all right, so I'm gonna try it out on you right now, Aaron. Do you properly know how to answer a question? I would like to think so. Aaron, what is your favorite Oriental food? Um hmm. loser pudding (laughs) all right so the the proper way to answer this question is my favorite oriental food is pudding now these people in new york think that in real life people answer the question like that mark yeah pepsi or coke what's your favorite soft drink
2: I don't hardly drink them, but I'm gonna, everything's a Coke to me where I come from. Man. So I don't even have fancy.
1: I'm the same guy. <laughs> but you see, so if we're filming a show. Yeah. It's not it's, natural
0: to go, well, my favorite Oriental <laughs> food is pudding.
1: Yeah, but so the, the problem is, is the question isn't in the show. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: And you can't uh, mention anyone that's not a sponsor. And
1: damn sure can't have <laughs> any background music playing. Let me they, tell
2: you one funny thing before we go because you're talking about wordplay there when when they set us down and they were asking about felonies and all this we were in a room and crowbar was in the chair talking to somebody next to me and they wanted to know if you you know what your felonies were had you ever been on tv had you ever done pornography and all this stuff well crowbar's sitting like five feet from me so the girl's asking me mine and the other girls asks her and she gets to crowbar and she says uh crowbar have you do you have any naked pictures floating around he goes hell i hope not and then she says so you haven't done any pornography and he goes oh hell yeah i've done a lot of that and she goes excuse me and he goes oh hell yeah me and mom and dad grandma and them and, and everybody everybody that lived along the river would come to our house and we'd do pornography all night it was fucking crazy and the little girl was horrified and uh and, and she said, "Are you sure?" And he goes, "Well, why wouldn't I be sure?" He said, "It's family tradition." <laughs> I said, "I said crowbar." I said, "They ain't talking about no phonograph, no Victrola, no Victrola." I said, they talking about pornography diddling people." And he goes, "Oh shit, no!" But he was so brilliant, you think. And and he was playing, but the girl was dead serious. Mm-hmm. And and when you talk to some of these simple seeming country people uh, are so quick witted and sharp. Yeah. And he was one of them guys. I got, but I got, I, I got, it
1: was one. awesome. <laughs> when I did a CBS Sunday morning, I was going to be the first guy to ever kill an animal on CBS Sunday morning. Usually, oh, sure. usually at the end, they've got a majestic moose with steam blowing out of its nostrils or <laughs> a, a blue herring, just, mm. you know, walking high through that water, trying to get a minnow. And, uh, they were going to allow me to shoot a squirrel and um, that was going to be a big deal they could have got anybody Ted Nugent Jim Shockey whatever no it was going to be Joe Wilson shooting a squirrel on CBS Sunday morning and and the lead up was was a bunch of uh, trick questions by a dude with skinny jeans on and Mm -hmm. and a flannel shirt so he could look like a lumberjack when he was in Arkansas and uh they were questioning me on you know how often I ate wild game and and why not go to the grocery store and get it? And why do you got to kill something? And and the guy says, so come on, man. I know you eat fast food. I said, you damn right an antelope will do 43 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he didn't know where to go from there, you know. And uh, No, they, they definitely try to tarnish and to <laughs> use stereotypes. And that's oh, why, shoot. like, any time I watch that alligator show, Mm-hmm. I gave up on watching. All right. They ain't never going to find the treasure on Oak Island. Yeah. Yeah. That's like an acre and a half that they could have dug the whole son of a bitch (laughs) up 13 seasons ago.
3: And
2: took the dirt to a different state. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. They could have done so much shit over there on Oak Island. That's retarded. I hate even watching Oak Island. Then you got a... the, the gold miners, you yeah. know, the shit's going to break every episode. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. going to be, they're going to have to cobble up something. A
0: little drama, then they're uh, going to find
1: some gold. The crab fishermen. Well, let's go back to the alligator shooters. Mm-hmm. They will be holding like a Model 66 Black uh, yeah. Remington 22. Mm-hmm. Kapow! Boy, it's like a damn torpedo shot yeah. off right there. <laughs> and then next thing you know, there's a shotgun in their hand. Mm hmm and
2: here's the better question joe who in the hell is in the water looking up that barrel when they're taking that picture
1: a dude with bigger balls than you or i
2: yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) our guys did them too he's one of the most benevolent nice guys he's like shane lynn man everything that we ever do when we're trying to do a benefit to raise money for people troy sent us a bunch of alligator heads and t-shirts and ball caps and yeah. Uh all kinds of things. Good guy. I bet he's good. But yeah, too. yeah. You know, the same people who think all of that was real or the same people who watch wrestling. I ain't, don't get mad <laughs> I don't want more hate mail man. Or they get <laughs> off
1: on seeing that star picture from the satellite yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's the same shit. It's all bullshit. Matter of fact, they need subtitles on that star picture to tell me that that's Mercury. (laughs) So what would it take to prove that that star picture is real? To be honest with you, Aaron. Just curious. uh, I'm just curious. uh, Yeah, I'm being honest. So if Elon Musk come to the Squirrel Dairy tomorrow and knocked on the door and said, check it out, tomorrow at noon, I'm putting you in a rocket ship and I'm flying your ass all the way up there and you could see if those pictures were good or not.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I'll say kiss my ass. Oh, man.
2: I don't have
1: (laughs) no business going. Dude, I've only been to Yellowstone once. There's all kinds of places on this great land of the United States that I'd much rather see than see something that's black, if When I wake up in the morning, it's dark. I close my eyes. I can see all the dead stars I want. Little worms swimming around. All kinds of shit. There's times on the way to work, I'm looking directly in the sun. I seen the black hole. I mean, I don't have to go through all that horse shit.
2: Unless I, there's an incredible Korean restaurant up there somewhere. Yeah. And, unless some bitches can make
1: better fried rice than sidewalk and Rogers. Because yeah. you ain't... They got better Taco
2: Tuesday. You're going. I ain't drinking no Tang. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could feed the planet out of the ocean without killing all the fish if we'd explore that. I don't know what's up mm-hmm. in space that we need to go see. We're ain't gonna bring back. There. We're gonna bring back some kind of Corona or something and give it oh, there. Hey, we saying, keep going up there, I think there's. What
0: I, do you want from there? I don't know. I think there's a lot to ex- explore, but you, I, like Mark's point, I think there's a lot to explore on our own planet. You bet. In and those so waters.
1: Here's the deal. We we've talked about electric vehicles. We've we, I remember the first cordless drill to come on a job site. It was a Um, Makita? Makita. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that
2: was when they first It was a big
1: blue drill with a long handle. The battery was about 12 inches long. Mm -hmm. You'd get about four screws into something. You'd have to go set that on the charger for 12 hours, (laughs) and then you could go back. This is where my conspiracy theory comes in. The very first time and the only time we've ever been to the moon, we say, fuck it, we're bringing a dune buggy with us. And we bring a beach buggy all the way up. Don't even know if you could get there, but by God, when you get there, we're going to have a party. We're going to spit rooster tails on the moon. So we bring a a beach buggy to the moon with batteries. Hmm. The same batteries in, I don't know what year that Makita showed up, 95, 96 is when Makita come with the first cordless drill. We're talking in the 60s. They had a beach buggy, battery-powered. Those same Makita drills, if it was too hot out or too cold out, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't doing nothing. They were done. As far as I know, the ambient temperature on the moon ain't 72 degrees. It's far from. But they're also not Makita batteries. No, they were some diehards from Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> they didn't have lithium ion back then. It, I, man, I don't know enough about I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. Why we've been fighting the Russians? The Russians mm-hmm. were better at flying to space than we were. They had mm-hmm. done launch monkeys and dogs and all kinds of shit. Right. And we said, no. You know what we're going to do? We're going to strap a beach buggy <laughs> onto our rocket. Where was it? Yeah. <laughs> and,
2: <laughs> how did they get? I don't here's remember seeing when anything. the guys. Hmm. They had the guy coming off. As, he, he's stepping on there for the first time. And it shows him stepping off the, the craft there. The yeah.
1: same dude He's from the Alligator picture. Hunter. <laughs> yeah. the, guy, taking picture. the guy from the damn Alligator Hunter. Yeah. He is <laughs> down there already. Was it him yeah, or the, yeah. the they road a, bike racer, Lance <laughs> they, Armstrong? They sent a production company the week before. They to got, do B-roll. <laughs> to do B-roll, <laughs> <laughs> Had it all set up. That's the Because you've never seen, I ain't never seen the video of them taking the beach buggy out of the fuselage. No, I don't.
2: Because uh, yeah, that was no small deal.
1: Even let me tell you this: if I threw a beach buggy in the back of the F one hundred and fifty and I showed <laughs> up at your house and said, "Help me get this son bitch out of here," <laughs> it's gonna take a minute. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna rip an astronaut suit doing that shit. Well, we got more gravity. There's more gravity. I here. don't even it care falls about slower. That's all, dude, we, Nobody's ever brought that one out. up. But yeah, how do you get the beach buggy out of the out of the? That wasn't even a spaceship, dude. <laughs> it was just like a damn this is a capsule. It was, was a capsule. It was a beach on buggy. The water tower, man. <laughs> Why doesn't someone go? Why well, don't? Cause we're gonna get suicided over this. Why but can't I recall the fucking beach buggy on the moon? You don't remember? It was spinning donuts and rooster
0: tails. And they were
1: having oh, a yeah. good He's, old time.
0: Aaron, I'm, I'm, yeah, all right. I'm listening. I'm just googling. Well, find he
2: didn't eat uh, a sandwich, man.
1: Find, <laughs> find a picture
0: of the beach buggy strapped to the damn Apollo,
1: the lunar rover. Yeah. Battery powered twelve volts. Sure,
2: fucking
0: shit. <laughs> he got
2: some orange <laughs> straps on there. son bitch got battery powered
0: four wheel drive.
1: Four wheel drive. <laughs> Hold on. Just in case that lunar four wheel drive is
0: rover used on the moon in the last three missions of the American Apollo program during 1971 and 1972 is popularly called the Moon buggy. Mm-hmm. A play on the term dune buggy. Uh huh. Built by Boeing. That's a damn. That beach 460 bug, pounds without payload. Yeah, and ratchet
1: straps <laughs> and everything else. Out of all the okay. stuff, you
0: could say, you know what? There may be the cure for cancer. That thing I is know, fucking I mean. hideous. Why did they want to take that thing to the fucking Because <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> I don't
1: think we really took a beach bug. They could have said, you know what, man? There's probably gold, platinum, silver. Maybe there's some sort of natural resources up here. Fuck all that. We're taking a beach buggy and we're going to tear this bitch up.
3: The first...
2: We're going to get killed for this, but there is a video that I've seen parts of it where Rumsfeld and Kissinger and a few of them are talking. Now they say we did go there, but they filmed that shit in California because the film quality when they went there it was not good enough oh, so they, they filmed uh what we saw in a studio are hey, you watching
0: the video of the beach buggy
2: driving
1: no
0: mark what was the what? what's your guess on top speed of the the moon buggy seven
2: oh shit i would say about the same as a big wheel i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well, eight
0: miles an hour i was guessing seven that was fucking really good yeah
2: you
3: could have just bounced around Then some
2: bitches it would have been a hell of a lot cooler if we would have
1: went with mark and just brought the big wheels because they no, weighed 14 pounds great. yeah and they, especially but on it, that
2: on the back now that, now you can put a cooler back
1: there. you got that power slide lever on the left back wheel oh, and yes. you can just power slide around the moon so yeah i i'm just telling you if there is such a word as propaganda it comes in the in the way of a beach buggy doing eight miles an hour and <laughs> weighing 480 oh, pounds. Oh, yeah. That's, dude, they were worried about what they were going to eat,
0: how they were going to shit in a spacesuit. Two silver, okay, so range was 57 miles. Battery is two silver oxide, 121 amp hours.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: What's that, what's <laughs> that mean? <I> <laughs> yeah. What do we got? Like a, uh what's my uh twelve amp hour Milwaukee, the big batteries, twelve amp hour. Okay. That's now though. That's now. I had to put a battery
2: in my electric aisle. football thing every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my guy would drop the cotton ball after about thirty minutes, he was done. I th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Hey,
1: you remember them what were what voltage was them great big old batteries with the springs on the top? Like you,
2: oh, uh six-volt that we took, them shitty ones that you would take <laughs> coon hunting, and yeah, when would, you soon as you got a coon, it would start turning yellow. And you remember that? <laughs> hey, yeah. I
1: I wish one day I'm at a yard mall, an old yard sale, if I could come across one of them old flashlights that we thought was as bright as the damn moon, son.
3: Oh, with
2: the, with the red, white, and blue uh, <laughs> elastic strap you put on your head?
1: Yeah. hey,
2: They oh, were yeah. mostly
1: made by, was it, Everready? What was the name of that? Yeah,
2: it was Everready.
1: They were made by Everready, and these things—if you were talking candle power compared now—they mm-hmm. were like six. <laughs> but you thought oh, yes. <laughs> you thought this same bitch was a spotlight, boy. <laughs> and now you could buy a damn sucker at at the candy aisle. That'll like an old blow pop or something. <laughs> yeah. That son bitch will yeah, have I'll fucking blind you <laughs> 200, 200 candle power LED <laughs> tennis shoes with lights in them. There wasn't shit for light. And if you had to have that big old battery, do, you ever seen one of these, Aaron? Mm-mm. They're big, like a nine volt. Yeah. yeah but yeah. they stood six or eight, six inches tall, probably. Mm-hmm. And they had two it big just, copper springs on the top. Like, mm.
2: Kind of like on the old, uh, on the old uh, spin feeders for the for deer corn, yeah, they some of them still use a battery like that. You can still then, buy that battery and all that. Yeah, you can buy them at feed stores, but they're being replaced with a small lithium. The new one's got that. Of course, the one I got still has the one with springs in it. You got to kick it in there, <laughs> and it, it'll it'll spit corn for I don't know a week.
1: <laughs> all right, so let me ask you this: With how many years you been selling feed?
2: Uh, probably eight or nine years.
1: So my grandfather sold feed for the same company for 50 years, a company called Penny Newman Grain Company. And, Mm. uh, and when I was a little boy, we'd jump in the truck and we would drive down the road and we'd go to a little bitty dairy and they're milking, I'm saying 30 cows. Mm Mm-hmm. And the old man at the dairy, would my grandpa's name was Manuel, he would say, Manuel, can't do it. I can't survive. Man, I'm too small. I'm milking 30 cows, and I ain't making no money, and I got to get big. And my grandpa would say, hey, you know what you need to do? You need to get big. And then we'd jump in the truck, and we'd go down, and these guys are milking 600 cows. And the old man at that dairy, he'd say, Manuel, Jesus, I can't do it. I'm too big. I got big feed bills. I got big problems, vet bills. I got to get small. And my grandpa would say, you know what you need to do? You need to get smaller. (laughs) And we'd do this. (laughs) We would do this from door to door. We never stopped to sell feed at a place where the the dairyman or the rancher was content. They always, they either had to get bigger or they were going to have to get smaller. Do you still deal with that?
2: uh it's 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 very scary for these guys right now and and with the drought going on it's even worse uh i read not too long ago that it takes between seven and eight dollars to make a pound of beef and these guys are making oh. uh, a dollar it's brutal seven
0: or eight dollars make a pound of beef
2: yeah yeah what why? if you're feeding grain feeding but you grain? gotta think about all the, Do what now
0: I, i'm just curious of the processes and and why well, the feed prices are just astronomical
1: uh feed, feed prices primary. and uh In
2: consideration uh, the truck veterinary truck. supplies and um you know Holy there's shit. a there's a lot of things goes into that you know uh the guys you know gas and everything right. else he's using to, for this operation mm-hmm. i got an brutal.
1: invoice yesterday uh got some stuff some stuff delivered and on the invoice there was a 31.7 fuel surcharge mm-hmm. yeah 31.7 percent fuel surcharge on the product
2: that's a little that's a little steep i, I work for power feed and they're out uh northwest arkansas and and my boss is one of them when it when it we never increased the freight until it just got ridiculous and we went i think it may be between 10 and 15 percent across the board but yeah. when when it goes down we'll lower it back down you know but yeah. if if you didn't do something for fuel you're you're going to be in trouble
0: you're going to run yourself out well
1: you know yeah, when i was, was in california a couple of weeks ago a friend of mine who's a dairyman out there said that if you were planting corn right now in california you would profit $1000 an acre because corn is corn is so high right now and and we'll maintain that and you may say well
0: a thousand dollars even with costs of fucking everything yeah
1: thousand dollars an acre and uh you may think well shit, i don't eat that much corn Bullshit. yeah uh, you uh, don't
2: know you're eating it it's yeah. A fucking cow. yeah this it, is yellow dent it, 40 corn it's in everything it's in all the oil uh that food is fried in it's in all the feeds that animals are eating it's in all the corn syrup it's in everything
1: and oh, if you're not and eating corn it's insurable yep If you're not eating corn, you're eating soy. Mm. Yeah. Because soybeans, between soybeans and corn are the two fillers. You know, earlier in the podcast, we talked about how, you know, food is so abundant. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same food. Yeah. So just like with cattle, chicken, pigs, whatever, you boost up the protein. Mm -hmm. But then you need a filler for the gut. Mm -hmm. Because if you feed, I mean, Aaron's in shape like me and you mark and, oh, oh good uh, and uh no he's really he's really in shape and i i'll tell you this so like you'll you thrive on protein you need you know everybody talks about protein you can over protein to the fact like you could kill livestock by feeding them too much protein
0: oh absolutely yeah. gas out their guts
1: so what we have to do is we have to feed them trash and mm-hmm. so that's fillers that's almond holes that's uh shit Every, cereals and cereals pasta done. all of this additives all the byproducts of human food go into to feeding these animals w- wood chips and sawdust yeah you know it happens just yeah. so you could add enough filler so that animal thinks that they're done eating mm. and uh,
2: chicken feathers there's nothing goes to waste anyway. wow
1: yeah yeah and and you know wow. the the fight on agriculture in our country is is one of these things that's going to be the death of us. And whenever it comes to, hmm, it's, all right, so my grandpa's hat's sitting up there, and that's a six and seven eighths hat, Stetson hat. And my grandpa Mm -hmm. wears the same size. I wore a sport jacket here at the World Championships. My grandpa's head was six and seven eighths. Mine's a seven and three eighths. And I guarantee you, my son will be somewhere around seven and a half, seven and five eighths mm-hmm. by the time he's done. The Fantastic. what we're what we're eating is making us bigger, and our bone structures bigger, our brains get bigger, mm-hmm. and all that based off the amount of protein we have as as Americans. Mm-hmm. I mean, Americans are some of the biggest people, not only round but tall, right? And that's off of this agriculture that
2: we have, um, right? That's the only, uh, you know, positive evolution that human beings are doing right now. And, and, and that's through nutrition. I don't think we're getting smarter. But I, I, we're getting bigger I, because we I have good feet. Why, why are kids feet so big? Yeah.
0: Kids feet are gigantic, man. Yeah. My son's, <laughs> yeah. My son's fucking feet are huge for five year olds. I,
1: I mean, yeah, I see kids happen? all the time with 15, 16s, yeah. um, a uh, guy we work with has got like fucking seventeens, and, and I'm solid eight and a half.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee.
2: I read. uh a Civil War guy, and I read that Robert E. Lee had a size four shoe. Four a four that's how he that? got that's
1: how he got away they thought
3: they were chasing <laughs> <Yeah>. a deer
2: <laughs> I thought it was like a baby.
1: they thought they were chasing a deer man as a robber i read that
2: i thought their, their sizes must be different than you know, <laughs> well it's the
1: sizes I, I i'm with you because when we were kids mark you remember like uh, a 50 series tire was real wide that you yeah. put on them trucks and stuff and tire sizes have changed since we mm-hmm. were in high school. Mm-hmm. There, there ain't right. no way it's the same shit, and I think shoe sizes have changed, too. I think
0: fucking pant sizes and clothes. Uh, you ain't lying. Too. My
1: old lady's in there right now throwing away all them <laughs> pants because the sizes got it smaller did. on them. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> save mine
2: in case I catch a disease or I, was, I, <laughs> swear <laughs> I swear I to God, man,
1: disease. while she was in there sorting through all my shit, that was exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I thought, fuck, I'm jinxed. She's going to She's gonna go throw away all these pants. Next day, I'm going to catch the rickets real bad.
2: <laughs> I got some 36 britches in there, and I'm thinking, no, baby, don't throw them away. I, I, she said, well, we should take them to the mission. I said, well, hell, I might get that size again.
1: Said, yeah. I'm, hey, Mark, it is unbelievable. <laughs> so she's in there, and I told her, I said, here's the deal. Call out anything under 30, 32 or under.
3: Mm-hmm oh
1: god well i'm a 32 i've got you plenty of pants (laughs) bring them on i need them i've got a shitload of pants in there
2: go get a sandwich man (laughs) he eats a lot of miracle
0: whip (laughs) (laughs) uh...
1: that's
2: what
3: it is i ain't been a
1: 32
0: since i want your 32s so
1: i've got jorts out of them dude i've got 50 pairs of jeans in there. and here's the deal I've always been rednecks, so you may not believe this, but they're 32, 36s. Oh, man. There might even Ah. be some 38s in there, so I get that good little fold on my pants, Mm -hmm. you know, when they crease them up and starch them right.
0: You got pants my size.
1: I've got pants bigger than your size in there, big <laughs> I bet boy. You do. <laughs> <laughs> so a, I got,
2: I'm in some 40 You Because I want to be able to breathe. <laughs>
1: hey, what? All right, what's good about America right now? There's a shitload of stuff, but one of the things is is when they started an, uh, adding that spandex to the cotton
3: blend. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's
1: oh, a nice. Good move. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? I
2: got some Carhartt overalls that's got that stretch in them. Oh yeah, I got nice. <laughs> Them, them Wranglers? Yeah, I wear Wrangler britches to you. Yeah, they got a little stretch in them. They yeah. got that stretch. They're not like boy band stretch, but they got some stretch in them.
1: Oh, but hey, I'll tell you this, man. I wore the old, you know, the regular old cowboy cut Wranglers forever and ever. And then they started coming out with these, you know, modern ones. Mm-hmm. This low rise and all this bullshit. Yeah. It's inconvenient and uncomfortable for me to show my ass crack i don't know why you want the back of your pants down low i hate it but one thing i've noticed is i used to be able to pull damn near a year out of a pair of blue jeans Mm -hmm. i'm about four months now on a pair of wranglers they will you could say it's because i'm chubby Hmm. but they rip out at the back pocket mm yep and mm. my two you've been wranglers. doing some kung fu fighting or something <laughs> no. I, be- I bend over to pick up a nickel and by god my old ass has popped out the backside of that <laughs> <thing. Yeah. laughs> but that spandex that they put inside of our clothes now whether it be a button-up shirt or whatever mm-hmm. huge fan a huge fan matter of fact you know i think they learned that from the first um moon mission where they brought that beach boat that's what it was yeah <laughs> they probably that's they, why they didn't rip
0: their
3: suits the no yeah when sure. they were pulling
1: that son of a bitch out of that little bitty spaceship when they were pulling they pulled the, a cord on it like a like yeah. a mercy rat <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> mark when you were a kid did you ever have that evil knievel metal toy with that zip cord in the back where you could are, shoot are
2: you trying to be funny what do you think I had had that. I had six million dollar man, where you can roll his skin up and look at him and look through the back of his head. Oh yeah! I had everything. I I got a Stretch Armstrong and a GI Joe in my living room right now. But you, I had Smash Up Derby. I had Creepy Crawly Machine. Everything. (laughs) Hell
1: yeah! So, out of all that shit that you just spit out. That damn evil, Knievel boy, that was a tough tour now.
2: Son, uh, yeah. So he took an ass-kicking and he kept going. Oh, yeah. Hey. We and, jumped him off roofs of houses and everything, and he, you could keep going with him.
1: Did you have the wind-up, like you had that little deal that you could put in there and wind, you would crank it like a, a damn oil drum mm-hmm. or there sure was that. one that had the old
0: zip yeah. The zipper yeah
2: i had i had the first one i had was the one that was almost like a thing you pulled them that hair squirrel out of the drain <laughs> <laughs> there, and then you pulled it out and it would get going with it son <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: hey and this son bitch was made out of 100 percent american die-cast steel there was oh, a little one. bit of plastic parts on there yeah. this son bitch was steel and you could jump it like Mark said off a roof, whatever. Dude, it Didn't matter.
2: Evil uh, Knievel had a had a uh, Harley that weighed like a one of them big old man gold wings or whatever they call them. He wasn't jumping <laughs> out of no lightweight shit. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, he uh, was rolling with a big one.
1: Did you and did your mama ever use them uh, S and W stamps to get you some stuff at the grocery?
2: The, where you you talking about the book? Yeah, that had all the stamps in it. We had a special place in West Memphis, Arkansas, we where you go, and and you could trade it in for all kinds of shit. Just <laughs> you get them crap. dishes.
1: You get all them dishes yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where evil, hey, my evil. These evil are come. almost
2: like Converse, Mark. I got them with stamps. Poor <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Converse. Eight bucks then? Shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and when they called them Bajas. You got some fake ass shoes They're called Bajas. You remember what
1: well, we called? We had the ones and we called them Turf Tamers. They had. They had all the cleats <laughs> on the bottom, and you stepped on a, dir- a dog turd, and it looked like you just pulled out one of them Waffle House waffles <laughs> out of the box. You <laughs> <laughs> waffle it through the drain in the shower. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
2: hey,
1: I don't know if mama's, if mamas put tennis shoes in the washing machine, but when I was a kid, you knew when those tennis shoes were getting washed because they were just a th- thumping and a thumping mm-hmm. inside there. And then uh, this is how we had shoe polish, man. And you would wash them shoes, and then you'd go through there. You'd daub all the shoe polish, that little foamy, mm-hmm. kind of like a bingo dabber. Oh, dobber. the
2: white stuff, make mm-hmm. them look new again. Yeah,
1: you remember, it's like a bingo dabber, yeah. And we'd go through, and we'd yeah. get them shoes looking right. Them old shoe strings are still ugly as shit. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd polish up them shoes. And then we wore them corduroy, them old, uh what were those pants called? The corduroy tough skins.
2: Not tough, tough skin made a corduroy with the double sided knee there, yeah, yeah.
1: And if these were the toughest sort of fire wearing them, toughest (laughs) pants, yeah, them old fat girls, you'd hear them, it sounded like they were opening Velcro walking down the road, (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah.
1: And them old tough skins, as tough as they were, you'd still have to get an iron on patch of like a football or. Oh, yeah. Or that miscolored patch. Mm. It was like they came
2: in every <laughs> color, man.
1: <laughs> you were always us kids had more patches on shit. We, when we say yeah. it was wore out, that's because there was nothing left. <laughs> you
2: just plumb well, They was thin to begin with, but they had their knees were double thick. Yeah. They just, don't but when I, I like was things. in grade school, they was bell bottom tough skins. I've never been a bell bottom guy. Never, ever. We had to have them and we wanted to, had to have some earth shoes too.
1: What about them She'd ruse? To... You ever have a pair of ruse?
2: Ruse,
1: ruse. Jimmy Houston wore them when he was fishing on TV. Ruse had the little pocket on the side that you could put a quarter in, but couldn't get it back out.
2: <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the... like the little, like the little thing on your pants where you watch it.
3: watches. Yeah. When was
1: the your... last time any human used a pocket watch for that little <laughs> pocket on your jeans? You want to do something, man? It, just go ahead and make these pants to where they don't rip in 30 days and get <laughs> yeah. rid of that little damn pocket.
0: That's for a pocket you get, watch? You get
2: yeah. my age, that little pocket is one. Aaron just
1: discovered...
2: Glycerin
1: pills. <laughs> Aaron just discovered that pocket. He's staring at it right now. I, I like didn't I Jesus. didn't even
0: know he that. had it. <laughs> I, no, I knew it was there.
2: I just didn't know what the fuck it was for. <laughs> that's, that's I where got it's, one. It's empty. It's <laughs> <That's where, laughs> <laughs> got belly button, Len. That's
1: why I stole my <laughs> belly button,
3: Len.
1: <Lynn. laughs> when I get enough belly button, lint, I'm going to make something out of it. a <laughs> <laughs> <The> collector... <laughs> that's what that's for (laughs) oh man that's (laughs) (laughs) all right well i think folks listen we've just about wore old mark gordon out god damn and
3: uh
2: do like they did on tv take two hours and maybe you can get 10 minutes or something out of it
0: hey it's pretty it's pretty raw editing here on cooking up a story i think we're going to split it somewhere near the middle we, we,
1: yeah. If y'all
2: ever need me to come back, I didn't know what we was gonna talk about. I didn't know. If it what? Hey, be. so just
1: a little, quick little rundown, A little debrief. What did we talk about?
2: <laughs> Hell, I don't even know. <laughs> hey, but I, I would like to plug my cookbook. If people look for me on Facebook, they can buy it. Uh, you remember what it's called? Just... <laughs> you what was ti- it called?
0: Huh? <laughs> you remember the title. <laughs> bitch? If they find me on there, they'll find
2: it. The flatlanders. Yes, the flatlanders the flatlanders redneck epicurus people. mark gordon and his friends
1: hey and while we're at it since we're on here and earlier we had a sponsor I, i'll go ahead we mark gordon and i have a, a sponsor and that would be towns and spice and supply in melbourne arkansas and those folks have everything you need to season anything you want and not only that my God, they got them nice grizzly coolers in there right now. Have you seen all the grizzly Oh uh, yeah, favorites?
2: that yeah. I saw them Friday.
1: Yep. They've got the nice grizzly coolers in there. They've got all your butchering needs. They've got everything you need to make, sausage, bacon, you name it. And you can tour Melbourne, Arkansas. They lost the hamburger place. It's out of business. Um <laughs> but there's still Sonic there and uh <laughs> and you can still get some groceries. But while you're there, stop by Townsend Supply. Get yourself some of that Townsend Summer Sausage, some pickles, whatever they got. Or go online to Townsend cool Supply. Cool shirts, Supply. everything. Oh, yeah, they got shirts.
2: Here's what shirts. I'm going to say about them boys at Townsend. Shane Lynn, he, even if they didn't have a good product, I would buy it. you still buy <laughs> a, because, Just because he's generally one of the nicest guys on the planet. And every time we do a lot of benefits and trying to raise money for other people in different situations, every time Shane, he donates, he don't ask for anything in return. One time he donated a bunch of stuff to a benefit I was doing and the people were slow and they were doing one of them deals where they were trying to get something for nothing. Mm -hmm. Shane bought his stuff back at full price. You know, that's how he, just so we'd make money, Mm. just a phenomenal good guy oh man the the whole bunch of them are great
1: this uh i i brought some stuff to melbourne uh, two weeks ago and uh he's building a little mexican restaurant there it's drive up and drive through only and and uh he was wanting a drive up window well just so happens i owned one (laughs)
0: because
1: that's kind of crazy shit i got out back (laughs) <laughs> and uh so i said hey dude you don't have to buy one he said well i priced them they're like 7500 i said yeah i got two i'll bring you two of them <laughs> so i don't drive my. i drive them up there and give them to him and he says how much you want for those i said man for everything you've done for me i don't want nothing he said how about i just give you a check and you put the amount of money on there that you that you want for those deals i said now you're offending me mm. uh, this is uh
2: this was shane
1: yeah yeah Told me, he says, I'll give you a check, you just write the number on it. And um he's their sweet family. It's a, uh, you know, I was talking to Shane here recently and, and I was telling him that, you know, I'd like to do a podcast with somebody. I said, Who do you think's good up there to do a podcast with? And he would like to do a podcast with the original owner of Townsend and mm. to have both of them on and go through and give the history of it and what's changed over the years this is a place aaron you've never been but when Mm -hmm. you show up at this place i mean it's it's kind of like the star of the town you know people are coming in and out and and, uh, you could go in there and say you need to buy a pound of sugar he'll sell you a pound of sugar yeah and whatever there's no pressure Mm -hmm. um if you ever think you got COVID, you walk in there, you'll instantly know if you do or you
2: don't. Oh no! <laughs> this, <laughs> Listen, I leave there and I'll go to one of my other stores, and they'll go, "You've been to Townsend, ain't you?" I go, "Hell yeah!" Because you can smell it. Yeah, I, I smell like a beautiful spice mm-hmm. when I leave there.
1: Yeah. I'd love to go check it out. Oh, it's it's fantastic, it's Mark. We love you, man. It's been an Gentlemen, awesome, awesome show. It, it was a
2: pleasure. I'm sorry we rattled on so long. No,
1: do not apologize. But I appreciate
0: y'all. I do have one um, more question. Yes, sir. Oh, this is kind of the end, end segment here. Um, Mark, what's one one message you want to send out to the world?
2: Uh, it's, it's the same one that we gave on the other thing. Look, you know, take take value in the people mm-hmm. around you, the people who actually care about you. And and uh, look at people as a value, not yeah. things. Uh, un- unfortunately, I think most of us have been in situations where we we've uh, lost people, and we we understand what's valuable in life. It ain't things; it's it's people. Mm-hmm. I agree. love people I and love people who love you back, and, and enjoy your life, enjoy good food, enjoy good drink, and enjoy your friends and family. That's it. I don't care about nothing else. Got to love it. That's it. it.
1: Thanks, well, Mark. folks, that's... And uh,
2: I love people who find somebody who can make you laugh.
0: Oh, yeah. boy, well, we That'll laugh. That'll make your health better.
2: That's what's going to make you better.
0: You did that to me tonight, Mark. <laughs> we you fucking got uh, me all night.
1: Well,
2: we'll meet in Ferdinand. I liked you a lot better until I heard you had 32 ways. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: Well, we laughed. We laughed good. I hope that the, the four <laughs> listeners laughed. And, and, hey, folks, if you like what you're hearing, because... I've listened to a lot of stuff and I don't think you hear the same type of stuff anywhere else other than here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you See like that it
2: Boy in India. I've sold two books and two books
3: you.
1: In <laughs> you better raise the shipping on that shit. Uh,
2: I've got a, I've got an Indian uh, recipe in there actually. <laughs> well,
1: that's probably why that's probably why he's been listening. So <laughs> hey y'all that's uh that's Mark Gordon that you just listened to, and uh, we'll be back next week. But uh, thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. I love y'all, we'll man. You. I appreciate it. Man, Bye-bye. what a blast.